Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up-to-date information, tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel weekdays at noon. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Investor. We got Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. We are back at it. Per usual, it is noon Eastern. That means it is time for the Power Hour. What's up, guys? We are having a, an okay day today here. Let, let's let's throw the screen up here. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll point this out, right? You got Spy is green. You've got triple Qs are red, so so it's sort of interesting, right? Uh, and and I think it speaks to a little bit of rotation. We we saw this last week. We're we're seeing some follow through this week, where where it seems like a lot of these tech stocks are continuing to get hammered. Like like let's pull up our Apple here. Apple down another three percent today. Um, and and some of that that flight to safety is is going on. So so I'm curious about this one. I want to throw this one out to the chat, uh, out to Zinger Nation, everybody out there. Uh, if you guys are green today, dr- dr- drop me the one in the chat. If, if you're red, drop me the two. I'm, I'm curious how everybody is split. I, I am a little bit green today. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pull up the live portfolio in, in just a few minutes here, but, but we're slightly green. So, all right, guys, going to start today off the way that I start every single day, which is the point of the show, why we're spending these the 60, 120 minutes together every single day, which is that we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That that's what we're going for. I've got two new ideas I'm going to be bringing to you guys today. Um, but ideas are not just going to come from myself. They're not just going to come from Jason, who's going to be joining us at, at one o'clock. Uh, but most importantly, from Zinger Nation, that's all of you out there in the chat, hanging out with us, spending time with us, saying hi every day. So so drop your ideas in there. But all right, guys, stocks that that are on my list to talk about today. Um, uh, we're going to do the crypto stocks. We're going to talk about some of those crypto names. Uh, I want to talk about the China stocks, the Alibaba, JD.com, et cetera. The, let's go through the big list of, of Chinese stocks. Um, Fubo, Rocket, GameStop, of course. We, we could not forget those ones, so, so we will get to those guys today, too. They're on the list. Um, other things coming up. So, so at 12.30 today, we're going to have a really interesting guest. Um, he, he, he's a part of, of sort of the, the EV supply chain, right, especially on the battery side of things. So, so we see a lot of talk about lithium and the battery supply chain for EVs. We're going to be interviewing somebody who's an executive at one of those companies to basically take us through the supply chain, where there's still money to be made, uh, et cetera. 
Ventura uh, at 1 o'clock. Our friend Nick from Bull Trade Finder is going to be joining. And then 1.30 Eastern, Ripster. Yes, that's right. Ripster is going to be back at it. There's our cash register for the day. Uh, Ripster's going to be joining the crew at 1.30 to talk some additional ideas. And, of course, guys, today is Monday. We need to warm up. We need to stretch out a little bit, get going. You know, I'm still a little sleepy, you know, a little groggy. Uh, but but we will be doing our chat challenge. Uh, that's where Zinger Nation is going head to head to head to head, trying to compete, figure out who is the best stock picker in the chat. The, the winner this week gets, I don't know, what what should the prize for the chat challenge be this week? Uh, you th- throw, throw some ideas in the chat. We'll, we'll pick one of those ideas. Uh, but but again, we'll we'll be getting to that in in just a little bit here. So so all right, guys, how does that sound? And of course, I'll, I'll say one last thing. I'm going to start running through my list of tickers and my list of ideas to get the day started before we move on to our guests. But if you guys have any tickers in particular you want us to talk about today, let us know and and we'll get to them. But but first things first, we could not start the day today if we did not first talk about GameStop ticker G M E. Uh, we all know that one well. Check this out. Here is a two-day chart. I'm going to zoom us back out. Here's a one-month chart in GameStop. We we just about got to that 200 level again, which stopped us a, a, a week or, or I guess maybe two weeks now uh, ago. Um, GameStop on the run again sort of sort of serving as a little bit of the market hedge but this time we actually have news on the stock so 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 let's take a look at that press release together that came out on GameStop this morning here it is uh Ryan Cohen founder of chewy.com he's been sort of like like the savior of the stock the 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 person that's been getting everybody all fired up about this thing so so basically Ryan Cohen Mr. Cohen is going to be leading a a, a committee on the board that, that, that's going to basically be working on the e-commerce stuff. So, so, so the point of this committee, uh, first and foremost, is going to be to appoint a CTO. Uh, second one is they're going to be getting an, an e-commerce uh, lead in on the business. There, there's a couple other things that they'll be doing, like they'll be talking about the, the new uh, 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 CFO transition and that sort of thing. Um, but again, the, 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 the big items that are pushing the stock up today, driving some more energy, Ryan Cohen, we, we've been waiting to hear for him. You know, he, he's sort of one, one of the catalysts that really kicked off the GameStop support in the first place. He is now going to be leading a committee on the board that's announcing a CTO lo- looking for an e-commerce lead. Um, we're going to get a lot more out of GameStop uh, when when earnings come around, uh, which I don't think that we have that date yet. It's sometime in March. Uh, let's see if we have a, a confirmed or an estimated date. All right, so so right now, estimated date according to Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com, uh, 3.25, March 25th. Um, still a couple weeks away. Again, that, that's an estimated date. Uh, how many weeks is that? That's, what, three weeks? That would be, oh, my God, two and a half weeks. All right, it, it could be before that. It could be after that. But, again, that, that's what the Benzinga Pro team is estimating as the earnings date for, for GameStop. So, so obviously, we're, we're going to get some intel there, and there will be some volatility around that one. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, does is anybody long GameStop in the chat? If you are long GameStop, you're, you're hitting this thing on the bullish side, throw me the one. If not, throw me the two. Um, I, I, I want to see if, you know, <laughs> where, where the community is at on this one. Um, I don't have a, a whole ton of an opinion, right? When, when the momentum was ripping, of course, we always like to, to follow the momentum. The trend is your friend. That's something that we say on the show every single day, more or less. Um, 
but but we'll see. Uh, the the we're we're in this midday period. I'm telling you guys, uh, the the time when this stock trades, and I've said this ad nauseum, but but the time when this stock gets really wild is like 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. That's your window. So so hopefully you're in a brokerage that lets you trade then. Um, but but if you're really trying to play some of this volatility in GameStop, pretty much all of the highs that we've seen in this stock is 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 it's like. 5 a.m. ish somewhere in that 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 4 to 7 a.m. uh room and you guys are about split okay i like that we're, we're about 50 50 on the gamestop call something i will say is i'm really disappointed in the company that they haven't addressed anything right they they, they this is the first like tidbit of news really other than, than the cfo getting pushed out but this is the first tidbit of news that we've gotten from the company there during this whole ordeal right they, they they never came out when the stock was rallying we never heard from ryan cohen um and, and it's been a bummer you know, I, I don't totally blame them, you know, be, be, because, uh, you know, what can they say? It would have been nice to get a strategy update, you know, or or, or something along those lines. Um, but but AMC this weekend, I don't know if you guys saw if you if you missed it. Uh, the AMC CEO did come out first. One of these CEOs, as far as I know. To, to come out and address uh, so, some of the energy going into the stock. He, he said, he, he's like, it's like, I'm all about it. He's like, it's, it's been awesome to get the support. I appreciate the community. And look at that. You've got AMC running again today. Um, so, so, you know, shout out there. A little bit of bad news out of AMC. Disney uh, had had their biggest release of the year thus far. I know it's not far into the year, but their biggest release of the far thus of the year thus far. It's uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is what it's called. It's an animated movie. It only did eight point six million across two thousand fifty theaters in the U.S. It's only forty two hundred bucks a theater. Doesn't really speak well to movie theaters as a whole. Um, but again, I love that the AMC, C- AMC CEO came out this weekend, threw his support behind the community and said, hey, guys, appreciate it. Because he is the first one who's, who's actually, you know, had had the balls or, or the willingness to go out and do that. So 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 there's the deal there, guys. Um, let, let's talk about a couple of these other names. Rocket, Rocket, RKT. I am still, in fact, in this one. I, I did not sell any shares when, when we got that high climb up. Uh, if, if you guys recall, I'm, I'm long-term bullish on the stock, basically, for their expansion outside of just mortgages. So, so Rocket, we'll recap it again. Wow, only two likes. Smash that like button there. Thank you, whoever threw that in there. See, I can't watch the likes all day. Uh, oh, oh, 27 likes. Still, hit the like button. Share the stream. Let, let's get this thing going. Come on, guys. I'm trying to fire it up on a Monday here. Um, we, we were flying with ideas last week. Would, would it be helpful to, to recap all the new trade ideas we talked through on Friday? If, if so, drop me a one in the chat. Uh, if, if not, you know, drop, drop me a two and we'll keep going with new ones from today. But but Rocket again, guys, uh, the reason why I like this name is I see the machine that they've built for mortgages, what's allowed them to be the biggest mortgage lender in the country. Uh, and I think that there's no reason they can't expand that to other financial services and even other other services outside of that. So 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 there's the deal there. Um, that's why I like Rocket long term. We do have that one dollar 11 cent dividend. That, 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 that's going to be uh nose deck bouncing. That's sort of funny. We do have that $1.11 dividend uh, that, that's going to be paid out in a couple of weeks here. So, so that's one of the reasons why I'm holding on to the stock. Um, but again, I do like it long-term. The fact that it's sitting $8 higher, $6 higher than it was two weeks ago, thrilled with that. The fact that I'm getting a special dividend, thrilled with that. But, but, it, but it's nice to see it holding up. I, I think there's a very realistic scenario um, you know, where, where the stock would be tripling, trickling back down, 
but but some of these shorts again 40 percent of this stock was was sold short if some of those shorts are squeezed out it makes sense that the stock sort of settles out at, at this higher price range here um and then let's do fubo as well and i'll get on to your guys' stocks and and stop talking about mine but fubo ticker f-u-b-o that, that's a trade that we made last week we're still very slightly green in this one i'll, I'll take you guys through the setup again and also why i like selling puts uh so what we did is we sold the the, the 29 strike puts in fubo for one dollar and fifty cents so that makes our break-even price on the stock 27.50 so so if we would have just bought the stock outright we would be down here let me zoom in so here's here's a five-day chart on this one i don't remember which day exactly we did it maybe it was around here no it was after I don't know. The stock, the stock was maybe $35 or so, I believe, when we sold puts against us, making us synthetically long. If we would have gone out and just bought the stock outright, we would be down 6 bucks a share right now. But because we cho- chose to sell the 29 strike puts for $1.50, even though it makes us synthetically long the stock, we're still above our break-even price. Okay, We we start losing money in this trade when the stock drops below $27.50. Um, so, so we're still in that one. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, stock's down another 4% today, which really isn't bad for this name when you've got the, the NASDAQ down, what is it? One and a half, one, 1.3%. Fubo's only down four. Um, so, so it's a little bit of a wait and see. We, we, we might be looking to close this one within the next day or two. Uh, but, but there is the deal. Jeff Warren, you also like Rockets. You're in the same building of them. Yes, that's true. Spot on. But that lets me see some of the, some of what they got going on, and it's impressive stuff. I'll tell you guys, it is cool. It is impressive what they have going on there. Um, but all right, let's move on to new ideas. So, so that was a little bit of a recap of of stocks that are already moving, stocks that we talked about last week, stocks that we have positions on, new ideas for you guys. Uh, I'm telling you, I think that there's some opportunity in the Bitcoin stocks. So let's look at a riot really quick. So, so here's a five-day chart on Riot. Let's look at Amara really quick. Here's a five-day chart on Mara. Uh, if we want to look at some of these other ones, here's an SOS. Um, you can see, we'll, we'll go back to Riot, but that's probably the biggest one, or IOT. All of these stocks got shaken out in a pretty serious way last week. So so, so last week, Riot, uh, let's see, went from 56 bucks down to as low as, what is that? 34 right that that that's a hell of a dump um right 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 now the stock's at 41 here's what i think is interesting about these these bitcoin stocks we talked about this last week but i want to reiterate it because i think it's even more true right now but what, what i think is interesting about these stocks is is that they got hammered but the price of bitcoin didn't the, these stocks sort of got got caught up in the wave of Hey, we're selling everything. We're having this flight to safety that might still continue to go on and, and is the biggest risk to these stocks right now. But there also might be a little bit of an arbitrage opportunity, right? We 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 now have the price of Bitcoin's increased, right? I last saw we were at about 51.5 in Bitcoin. These stocks are dependent on the price of Bitcoin. The higher Bitcoin is, the better these stocks do. Um, and, and so because we saw that uptick in Bitcoin, or or more or less last week, Bitcoin is holding flat. These stocks got hammered. Today, Bitcoin is is higher. These stocks are still flat. Um, so, so there might be some sort of an, an arbitrage opportunity there, guys. Uh, I'm not in in any of the, the riots or the Maras, the one that I own, and I'm not going to go through the whole pitch right now. VYGVF, Voyager Digital, um, is actually having a pretty nice day. Uh, again, we've been in this one for, for quite a while. Do, do I read the comments? Yes. Uh, but, but check this out. Um, here, I'm going to drop this one in the comments here in a second. Here. 
All right, I, 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 I put out some updated research on Voyager Digital post earnings. So, so if you guys are in the stock or you're looking for an interesting crypto play, here, here it is. It, it's lengthy. It's, it's 12 posts in a row. But I'm going to drop the link in there for you guys, and we will check it out. Boom. All right, there, there we have it. Um, so, so, so there's idea one of the day. And then, and then we got more people asking to recap last week than, than people didn't. So, so we'll go through, we'll recap a couple of the ideas that, that were brought up last week. Uh, second idea that I have for you guys, Chinese stocks. Uh, Chinese stocks across the board are getting hammered. Um, so, so here's your Alibaba. Here, here's your JD.com. JD actually had news. Um, so that's not a great example. Uh, here's PDD. Um, but, but across the board, your Chinese stocks today are getting hammered. Basically, not on any like hard news, like there's no new tariff news or trade news that's causing them to move. What's causing the Chinese stocks to, to, to get moved today? Um, and, and somebody in the chat, they're, they're asking about the Coinbase IPO. That is a great catalyst for Voyager Digital. If you go ahead and you, you click on that, that tweet stream, you'll see that in there. Yes, I can't wait for that. Voyager Digital is growing to be the largest holding in my portfolio. I may need to trim some back just because it's gotten so outsized, but but that's going to be great for that. But all right, back to the Chinese stock idea. Um, so 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 uh, they're getting hammered basically on rising rates. So the same sell-off that we saw last week, right, where all of our tech stocks, all of our beloved tech stocks got absolutely smoked. Um, and, and basically the reason everybody was saying is, hey, we, we've got rising interest rates. That's bad for them, yada, yada. That's what happened in China last night. The, the Chinese indexes were down about 2.5% almost, right? Huge. Uh, uh, I know somebody's saying the Chinese Microsoft hack. Yeah, but I'm telling you guys, that's not what's doing it. It's literally, they had the same freak out that we did last week of like, oh my God, interest rates are rising. We need to sell all of our tech stocks. That's why the Chinese names are getting hammered. Uh, and, and so, so, you know, if it, there, there, there may be some bargain shopping to do there. Uh, check this out. I'm going to zoom us out. Here's a one-year chart in Alibaba. All right. We're, we're, we're re-nearing these lows, right? When we lost Jack Ma, when we thought that Alibaba was in Chinese in trouble with the Chinese government, we we hit the stock. Then we're, we're not in it anymore. Uh, but but we're re-nearing some of these lows. I'm not getting in this one yet, just because I don't love to be a dip buyer. I like to see some of that momentum reverse, and that's my cue to get into it. I'm I am considering selling uh, uh, selling some puts against the stock uh, somewhere somewhere right around this level, right that that previous line of support that we've had down there. That's that's about two fifteen, two ten, some somewhere in there. Um, so 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 Baba. Personally, I'm on sort of the wait and see, find some curious. If you guys like Alibaba right now, throw the one in the chat. If not, throw the two. That's the power of Zinger Nation. That's the power of the community we have here. We can crowdsource these things. We can throw the ideas out. Um, but but this is one that's absolutely on my watch list this week. I'm not going to hit it yet. Uh, but but I'm going to be sort of on wait and see mode. And again, one if you like it, two if you don't uh curious where everybody is at here and somebody in the chat's asking about neo let's do neo and apple really quick uh, because we've had some questions about them neo so same same thing i'm gonna say about this stock as i do about baba um this is a stock that i love to hate historically i tried to take a crack at this thing on the short side a few times got ripped out every single time ah! never made money on any of those trades um Wow. All right. Most people don't like Baba right here. Okay. That's interesting. Again, close on my watch list. I'm not hitting it right now. Uh, if I see momentum reverse in Alibaba, I absolutely am going to hit it. So, so we'll, we'll be talking about that one throughout the week um, and, and maybe taking a position there. Um, all right. But, but Neo 
it's I'm, I don't want to catch a falling knife on this thing, right? Look, look, look at how many red days we've had. These are all red candles here. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, so nine out of the ten trailing days in in Neo are red. I don't love that. Um, I don't want to be the one to say, because we could have said the same thing back here, right? Here, here's why I don't like to catch these falling knives. Let me zoom in, right? We, the, the, the stock had this whole fleet of red, right? And then it had a couple more red days. I mean, we could have set up here, hey, it was just red for five days in a row. I'm going to buy the stock. Now we're down 20 bucks a share. We, we could have set it back here, right? I just had, hey, I had a couple red days in a row. Now I'm going to buy the stock. We, we don't know when the momentum is stopping, when the party is up. Um, and so I personally am not hitting this one right now. Again, if, if we see that momentum reverse, we, we get several days of, of turnaround here, right? That, then, then I'll hit it. I will keep a tight stop on it if, if I'm getting long it because look at we we had the fake out here. Whoop. Nope, that didn't work. Um so 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 that that's my opinion on Neo. And Apple, somebody's asking about Apple AAPL. Tom Nash, shout out Tom Nash, good friend of the show, actually pitched Apple as a long position uh Last week, basically, his thesis is, hey, Apple got caught up in all of this tech stock selling, but but Apple doesn't fit fit in on those. Um, so so somebody's saying go short it for the show. Should we do it? Should we hit a Neo short for the sake of the show? I am known to do that. All right. God, I hate getting dared because I, I can't resist them sometimes. All right. May, maybe we'll do that if, if we get peer pressured into it. Um but, but all right, Tom Nash, he's basically saying Apple got, got hammered with the tech stock sell-off. The thing about Apple is that it's like the most cash-producing organization in the entire world. Um, so, so he went long this one, but I don't have any strong opinion right now. I, I do hold some Apple with the stock out, right? I own a shit ton of it because I own a lot of SPY, right? I own several hundred SPYs. I own several hundred QQQs. Apple, biggest, biggest uh, component of each of those. Um, so, so... There we go. All right, so we saying 100 likes and, and do it. We got to open a little bit more than that. All right, if we get to 150 likes, we'll, we'll take a crack at Neo on the short side. Live on the show. No, it's not a paper trading account. It's my live account. We, we throw it up there. there, there there's the deal. So, so <laughs> if I'm doing it, I'm throwing a bounty out to you guys for it. Um, but all right, I, I just talked for 22 minutes straight oh my god my voice is running out i'm gonna take a break in a second here but but first things first let me recap you a couple of the ideas that we had on the show last week because you guys asked for it um so, so we had jonah lupton on uh awesome investor he he shared with us two of his high conviction ideas uh i'll, I'll throw you the tickers dmtk delta mike tango kila the other one is Celsius. It's it's like an, an energy drink company. Right now we're we're bang sponsored, but but take her on Celsius, Charlie Echo Lima Hotel, C E L H. Those those are two ideas. Throwing back out to you guys from last week. I'm not gonna walk through the whole thesis right now, but but because you can go back and watch the episode. Uh, but but in short, DMTK Denmark, it, it's it's uh they, they make a patch. So so instead of having to do skin biopsies, they make a patch that does it for you. It's way better patient experience, etc. So that's why he liked that one. Uh, and then Celsius Beverage Company see, sees them getting a, a ton more market share. Uh, so so that's why he liked that one. And in CELH, I'm gonna advise, I believe, as earnings this week. Let's pull it up on our trusty Benzinga Pro. Again, guys, it's pro.benzinga.com. All right, three days from now. Three days from now, Celsius is reporting earnings. So that's on Thursday before market open. 
Let's see. Do we hit those 150 likes to short Neo? Nope. It doesn't look like it. We'll, we'll let it go on for another minute or so. I've, I've had three losing trades trying to short Neo now. Let's make it a fourth. <laughs> All right. Um, but okay, guys, it's Monday. Uh, you know what time that is. I need to rest my voice for a second. So, so, so let's go ahead. But before we hop into our guests, and again, guys, I'm going to preview uh, who we've got coming on later today. 1.30, we're going in reverse order. 1.30, Ripster, shout out Ripster, uh, coming back on the on, onto the Power Hour, favorite of the chat. 1 o'clock, Nick from Bull Trade Finder. He's going to be giving us some swing trades. And then at 12.30, we're going to be talking some some lithium battery EV supply chain. So so a ton ahead of us. But all right, uh, let, let's go ahead. Let, let's do this chat challenge. Um, all right, Producer Aaron, can, can you get the link in the chat, please? Can, can, can you drop it in there for me? Producer A, B. How can you not mention F, Ford, up 4.5%? All right, let's look at Ford really quick while we wait for Producer A, B there. Ford, ticker Ford, Foxtrot. I didn't talk about Ford because I, I get yelled at for just covering the same stocks over and over again, but I'm going to do it. But somebody asked me, Ford is my 2021 stock of the year. We, we are, I don't want to say balls deep in that because it's not appropriate, but we are very long this stock. We, we own the stock outright. We, we, we own the, the, the leaps. When the stock was $8, we bought the freaking $12 calls in this one. Let's go. We are nearing 13 bucks in Ford. We are at a three-year high on the stock. Let's go, baby. We're running it up. Uh, let, let me zoom the chart in a little bit. All right, here's a one-month chart. Look at this. We, we got stopped right around this level twice before, so let's blow past this. Let's get Ford into 13, guys. If you want to help me rally up Ford, let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll get the thing cooking. Um, but all right. Somebody, somebody called me out for not doing Ford. So there's my Ford spiel, guys. Uh, still along the stock. The, 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 the reason why I like this name, uh, again, is because I think they're going to have some of this EV energy. Uh, they, they have their EV platform rolling out this year. Um, yeah, GM's up 4.5% too. I also own GM. Let's go. I don't have both of them. Uh, but but Ford, the, the reason why... We, we, we like this stock. Uh, it's been an EV platform rolling out this year. They've also signaled to us that they're going to be spending a ton of money on marketing their, their EV platform. Uh, so I want to get some of what I call that EV energy in there, guys. That's what we're going for on Ford. Three more to shorten EOIC. But all right, let, let's, let's hit our chat challenge. Adding this sheet to the stream here. I'm going to Zinger Nation's going head to head to head to head to head every single week. What is the best performing stock of the week? Boom. All right. There you go. There you have it. In the chat there, chat challenge. We're trying to figure out who is the best stock picker out there. I just spammed the link in there. So get in here, guys. We've got five minutes to do this thing. I'm going to take a break. Let you guys fill this out. Give my voice a rest. Producer Rohan is going to explain to you how it works and what the challenge of the week is, which is the best performing stock of the week. What's going on, everyone? It's producer Rohan here. Let me turn on my camera. Or I guess, no, you know what? You can just look at the chart as you guys fill this in. So you guys, most of you guys probably know the rules with this one. But we're looking at the best performing stocks of the week. You guys have to put in your stocks. And the one with the closest or the highest performing stock is going to win. And we have yet to decide on the actual prize for this week. But uh, you guys put your ideas in the chat and we'll pick one. And uh, that is the chat challenge, folks. Wait, Rohan, ask them if they want Benzinga Pro, swag.benzinga.com. They want 
want shares of Ford. What do you guys look? You guys want some some F, some some shares of F? Sorry, I'm covering it up. Hold on. I don't really know how to share shares. How do you send people shares of a stock, or do you just give them the money for it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's the point, right? So that's what Zinger Nation is all about. I'm sure that we have members of the community that will tell us how to figure that one out. Absolutely. So, folks, you let us know what you want as a prize. Do you just want some merch? We got some pretty sweet, sweet merch. You know, swag.benzinga.com. Or do you want some shares of a stock? Let us know how we're going to make it happen, and we'll make it happen. All right. How, how are we looking on our chat challenge, Mr. Rohan? Do we have any interesting tickers in there? Again, we're going for the best performing stock best of the performing. week. performing. We got a GME in there, so someone's behind it. Um... Let's see, CCIV, LGHL. I'm not, I, I'm not as familiar with that one. So, what do you think of that one? Um, wow, somebody's got CCIV. It's aggressive. NSPR. I know they're talking about that on Biotech with Vivi. So, maybe, maybe getting some, uh, some gains there. I, I remember she was saying it was kind of hit or miss. So. That one will be interesting. Luke, you should put some of the, the music on. The All right, hold on. I'm setting this up to, to hit this Neo short. But we can't do music or Mitch Hotch is going to yell at us. Oh, man. Do we get do we get flagged for that uh, Price is Right thing? We got flagged for some copyright violation. It's bullshit in my opinion, but we did. All right. Is, is it time for it to come to an end with the chat challenge? I think so. Let's give him a countdown. You got 10 seconds left to put in your stocks, folks. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. There you go. Time's up, folks. Boom. There it is. We are closed. Producer Ron, can you mute yourself? I'm just going to get a crazy echo if not. Um, but all right, guys. There it is. We're closed. Chat challenge. Closed out for the week. I hope you all dropped in your tickers. I hope you all smashed the like button. Uh, let's see. Are we at this 150 yet? If so, let's take a shot at Neo. All right. We hit it. 156. Let, <laughs> let's do this thing. We, we will always succumb to peer pressure on this show. Last time I succumbed to peer pressure is when you guys told me to buy GameStop and I accidentally made 40 grand off of that GameStop trade. So, so the, the peer pressure trade is on. The peer pressure trade is, is working. I've never been peer pressured into making 40 grand before. But all right, here, here we have it. Here, here's the live portfolio, the one that we look at every single day on this show, guys. Scrolling through it, we're having a, a decent day today. Um, you know, here, here's all the stocks that we own, all the positions that we haven't talked about bank of America in a while yet, but we are killing it on this bank of America trade. We, we bought those calls, uh, several weeks ago, average price 181. We're at 586 on them now. So it's a nice like, little three bagger, but all right, here, here, here's the live portfolio guys. Let, let, let's, let's look at this Neo option chain. We're not shorting the stock outright. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, let, let's see this option chain. Let's see the chart. All right, so here's a one-month chart. All right, so we've got lows at 32 bucks. Let's see some of this option pricing here. All right, give me a strike price on Neo. <laughs> but let, let, let's call it a month out. Throw me your your strike prices for for this this Neo hit. Uh, all right, so so here's the April monthlies, 39 days. Uh, I would imagine the stock has enough liquidity to do. God, these are expensive. Um, it's not horrible. 
All right. What was that low price on the chart, Rohan? 30 bucks? 40, 37 and a half, 30, 26, 34, 20. All right, you guys are all over the place. 40s. No, we're going out of the money on this thing. It's no fun if we're in the money on these puts when we hit them. Let's go. We're running out of the money on this new trade. Oh, wow. That was a weird sound. Um, all right. All right. Uh, if we do the 34s, we need it to break below that 32 price. Are there even 34s? They have every dollar. Yeah, they do. Um, all right, we're we're gonna do thirty fours. He, 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 here's why we're we're I'm picking the thirty fours. So 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 we do the 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 thirty four put on the stock. It's gonna cost us three bucks. Uh, that 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 low price there is thirty two. So so we are making money on this thing when the stock gets down to thirty one dollars. That's our break even price on this thing. Uh, so so basically we're counting on it to fall below the slow and keep running. Uh, you know, this, this clearly is a decent line of support here. So, so we could get a bounce off it. If we get a bounce off it, we're screwed. Trade goes out the window, falls below there. We just need to fall another buck. And then we are making money on the trade. So, so let's hit it. Normally we sell puts this time. We're actually buying one. I'm only doing one contract for you guys. Sorry, but there it is. All right. Orders out there. You see it. You cannot say I don't deliver for Zinger nation and we are filled baby. All right, so 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 ideas we threw out today. Again, we 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 threw out uh, DMTK, Celsius, Bitcoin stocks, uh, some of the Chinese stocks, and there we just just took a a, a crack at Neo. But without further ado, guys, uh, uh, educational resources regarding options. Yes, producer Aaron, producer AB. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about those snap. We'll try to get to snap later on in the show. Smash that like button, share this stream, guys. And without further ado. I want to bring our next guest on here with us. Let's get a drum roll going. Let's get a buzzer. All right, Dan Nye, welcome to the Power Hour, man. It is awesome to have you here. Hey, it's great to be here. I love your show, Luke. You put so much excitement in the stock market. It's fantastic. Thanks, man. We, 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 we say that this is a stock market show that has more ideas and more gimmicks than any other stock market show out there. That, that, that's what we're going for. So, shall I just give you a, a quick background on the um, on the drivers behind kind of the electric vehicles and uh, and lithium ion batteries? Is that uh, is that the best way to go? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and guys, if you're just tuning in, I previewed this a little bit earlier, but basically, uh, Dan works in in the world of of supplying EVs and batteries, and he's basically going to take us through the supply chain. Right? There's a lot more than than just throwing out battery, um, and and you know saying, okay, I'm going to buy batteries. Uh, he's going to take us through the the supply chain. I got, I love the chat there, Dan, 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 not the EV guy. All right, so 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 Dan, the 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 floor is yours. Again, I, I think it's a super interesting market. You know, we, we we sort of know it at a high level, I think, as a group. But but I would really appreciate it if you could take us through the intricacies of the EV supply chain and, and where we might be able to find some opportunities. Yeah, for sure. So big picture, uh, the market for EVs is exploding. So basically, you look, in, um, look at how many cars produced a year. It's about 90 million across the globe. So in 2019, 2.2 million EVs were produced. That rose to 3.1 million in 2020. By 2025, it's gonna be 10 million. So you've got a big market. There's huge drivers for the materials, for the producers, for, for the battery makers. So I'm just gonna walk you through who could really benefit from that. So, um, so if I just go back to 
you know, how, how a lithium ion battery cell works. I'll put it, so I'll make it real simple. So basically um, a lithium battery cell, which is the core to, to all kind of electric vehicles, imagine just two ribbons of metal one ribbon is um, is a combination of lithium, cobalt, and nickel. Uh, the other ribbon is a combination of um, of um, of copper and um, and graphite. You roll it up like okay. A Swiss wait, so roll. hold on. Wait, let me just so so we. It sounds like we got four materials that goes in that go into the batteries. You said it's lithium, copper, nickel, and graphite. Is that right? Yeah. If you look on one side of the ribbon, uh, you got you got nickel, cobalt. Um, and lithium, and the other side you've got graphite, and that's on a base of copper. You stick them together, you roll them up like a jelly roll. I think it's a jelly roll in the U.S. They call it Swiss roll in Europe, okay. and that forms your battery, and it's about the same size as a AA battery. Now you take seven thousand of those, and you stick them together, and that what that's what makes a um, a Tesla battery cell. So it's a bunch of these small cells linked together. So. Uh, so the key thing is, you know, how do you play it? And there's numerous ways you can play it. You can play it um, from the angle of the manufacturers. You can play it from the angle of the materials producers. You can play it from the angles of the battery management companies. So I'm going to go through kind of different, different ways you can play the game. So, um, so just to kind of give you, you know, magnitudes of material that go into a typical Sixty kilograms of lithium, twenty kilograms of cobalt, and twenty kilograms of nickel, and that that gives you kind of the core metals to play the lithium battery value chain. Okay, Dan, Dan, I hate to ask you to do this, but we lost you for a minute there. Sorry, but but could you could you run through that again? Oh yeah, for sure. So so if you look what a a battery, what a typical Tesla battery consumes, you're looking at seventy kilograms of graphite. 60 kilograms of uh, lithium, 20 kilograms of cobalt, and 20 kilograms of nickel. So the way to play it is you look along that material value chain. And I'll go through some stock picks, and you look at the uh, look at the producer the producers of those materials, the battery makers, and also the battery management companies. Yeah, and this underscores why I wanted to do this segment, and I think it's especially important for all of us out there, especially those of us investing in in, in EV stocks. Shout out Ford; it's my stock of the year. Let's go! Um, but 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 it's like it's like we 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 talk about lithium, right? As a group, as like a retail investor group, we talk about lithium, but but we don't talk about these other materials, these other parts of the supply chain. And again, if you're just joining us, that underscores why I think this this segment is important. And Dan, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it back to you and, and keep going and explaining for us. Okay, sounds good. So um, so let's actually take the battery makers. So the battery makers are the guys who actually put all these materials together and sell them on to Tesla or to Ford. So basically, there's uh, there's four big makers out there. There's Panasonic, BYD, LG Chemical, and Clarios. Panasonic is one that I think is really attractive right now. It's trading seven and a half times EBITDA. 14 times earnings. Uh, it's got deals with Tesla, with Toyota, and it pays a dividend, so you've got time to wait. Um, if you look at the others, BYD is owned by uh, Buffett. Buffett owns 8.5%. The stock did nothing for about five years, and now it's up four times in the last six months. So I think it's one to wait in that one. It's trading 72 times earnings. 
LG chemical cells into, into General Motors. Um, it's a Korean stock. I'm not sure you're interested in Korean stocks. It's, liquidity is not that great. Clarios was owned by Johnson Controls. Clarios is going public later on this year, so keep an eye out for it. And, uh, and is that a part of Johnson Controls still now, or is it already spun out and then it'll have an IPO later this year? It was sold to Johnson Controls for $13.5 billion last year. Um, Brookfield Asset Management, who bought it, is looking at floating it for $20 billion. So they're going to have a nice turn in the almost yeah. year. Nice, nice $7 billion one-year flip, okay. That's not about too bad any day. Yeah, not bad, not bad, okay. So uh, let's, let's, let's look at some of the materials, okay? So let's look at lithium, which comprises about uh, 60 kgs of any battery cell. There's two real ways to play it. There's Albemarle, which is the elephants, and there's Livent, both both U.S. traded stocks. I think they've had big runs so far. Livent's trading at about 116 times, 116 times earnings. Album miles 41 times. I think I think you wait on those until they come back to more, uh, to actually more generous levels. So looking at cobalt nickel now. Just to give you an indication. So, so, um, so those are the battery plays, and now you're going to get into the cobalt and nickel plays. Yes, uh, so it's okay. Albemarle and Livent are both lithium plays. Um, so they make they make lithium that goes into batteries. So uh, the other materials I talked about were cobalt and nickel. So if you look at the plays that uh, that actually you can play cobalt and nickel, there's uh, there's Glencore, which is the biggest um, cobalt producer in the world. Very attractive multiple, six times earnings, play, pay, pays a three percent dividend. Now, interestingly enough. Most of the world's cobalt comes from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, so extremely tight supply. The remainder comes from China, so um, it's a very dynamic, interesting area. So Glencore and the cobalt nickel, I think, is interesting. Vale, which actually has um, has a large portion of its earnings from and, and coal. Yeah, if, if you have the tickers ready, can you give them to us as you're going through it? Or if not, producer AB, drop drop them in the chat, please. Oh, for sure. Uh, vale, which is V-A-L-E, uh, 6.3 times earnings, 7% dividend yield. I think um, I think a great way to play it also. Um, now, the spherical graphite market, graphite represents about 70 kilograms of, um, of weight in a typical um, Tesla battery, typical kind of lithium-ion battery. So, um, so for a just an overt kind of push on a business that I'm involved with, Earth Asia, which has changed its name to Graphics Group, um, is, is I think one of the um, the major producers of spherical graphite, which is a special form of graphite that goes in batteries, uh, listed in Hong Kong and also listed in um, in the U.S. And um, so so have a look at that one. I think it's a great company to look at. Um, there's a couple of tangible tangible ways to play this also. The semiconductor companies are particularly interesting. So we have all these battery cells together. You've got to um, you've got to manage them and manage their voltage across. Uh, and then if you get a bad cell, you need to shut it down. So um, Sensata, which is a, a U.S. listed semiconductor company, makes the management chips that actually manage the battery cells. Um, eight point eight points uh, eight eight point six billion dollar market cap. Um, it's um, it looks great technically. And if you're looking at a pair trade, you may want to look at at, at um, MELE, which is Alexis in Europe, 
which actually is a similar sensor manufacturer but has very little content in EVs. So you wanna play an EV player. ST is the player on the semiconductor side. If you wanna balance it with a pair trade, look at Melee on the short side. All right. So, so, so Dan, I didn't even preview you with this, but, but the whole point of the show beyond sort of the gimmicks that, that we like to do and, and some of the charades is to, to make this the, the idea place. That's what we're going for. You just dropped us like 20 stocks, all a part of that EV supply chain in like five minutes. That, so, that, that was pretty impressive. So Luke, if you're a long-term holder, I mean, so uh, there's going to be volatility in the sector, as you know, yep. it's, it's going bonkers. Yep. But but if you've got the fortitude to hold a basket of these stocks long term, um, you're going to be in a great position. Because you imagine you've got a situation where EVs are 4% of the, of the global global supply. Fast forward 20 years, it's going to be 50 or 60. So um, every single one of these names should participate in that tailwind. Absolutely. Um, and, and if you had to pick one part of the supply chain, which you think is, is least appreciated thus far, what would it be? So, so I think if you go down to some of the miners, uh, the producers of the material, uh, and that includes Glencore, Valet, um, Earth Asia Graphics Group. So, so those are pretty, so, so if you look, actually, those guys have been underappreciated. So, okay. this, so the companies that are closer to the top of the food chain, so Tesla, Neo, um, some some of the big battery makers um, like like BYD. So the market is kind of buying buying these companies that are at the top of the food chain, and the guys all the way along the food chain haven't caught up yet. Yep. Neo price update thirty seven bucks. <laughs> we, we 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 just took a crack at that one right 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 before you joined Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw. And, and some of those, um, so yeah, and, and Tesla, you know, Tesla, Tesla has a big lead. I mean, it's going to be tough to catch up to that. It's expensive, an expensive stock, but it's leading the market. And I mean, so, so, so you're in the industry. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, so some of these traditional automakers, and and let's let's get some charts up here on the screen. Um, but but like here here here's a Tesla. We're gonna pull up a one year chart on this thing. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously been an absolute tear over the past twelve months. But but some of these traditional automakers, like like in the U.S., we've got a Ford and a General Motors and, and those sorts of companies. I mean, how how much of a shot do they have? How developed are their technologies actually, um, etc. Well, if you look at the battery technology, first of all, Tesla is um, in a very close relationship with Panasonic, which is probably the leading technology. And in fact, Panasonic has invested more in the Gigafactory than than Tesla has. So they're on the bleeding edge of it. They're on the absolute bleeding edge. Now, um, where I think, um, and eventually they'll catch up. But where um, where Tesla is really far ahead is um, its network of superchargers. And um, so, so just living in Europe and driving an electric car myself, um, I couldn't imagine not using a supercharger network. And uh, it will take years for the other automakers to catch up. So um, so that's the so, so Tesla has has a strong lead. I mean, whether its valuation is right, um, that's the big question. But um, it, I mean, it certainly certainly is way ahead of the peer group. 
Yeah, and guys, check this out. So, so again, this is a one-year Tesla chart we have up on the screen. Each candle here is one day. I actually looked this up this morning. So, so I don't know if, if everybody recalls, but uh, on May 1st, 2020, Elon Musk tweeted that the share price of Tesla is overvalued, that the stock is overvalued. And I was like, I, I was looking to see what was the price of Tesla when he tweeted that. And, and, and check this out. It was all the way down here, 150 bucks. We're, we're, we we got as high as 900 and are still at 600. So we're still 4X. <laughs> when Musk tweeted that it was overvalued, does he still feel that way? I have no idea. What was he thinking when he tweeted that? I think none of us actually have any idea. Um, but but sort of uh, for for fun, that that's what the price was when, when he threw that tweet out last year. And, and, then, and then, Dan, I, I, I would be too greedy. We would all be too greedy. Uh, if, if you just took us through all, all these tickers, all this supply chain, uh, and you didn't, you didn't take a chance to tell us about your company, uh, what, what you guys are doing, et cetera. Oh, great. Perfect. So, so, um, so I'm the chief strategy officer for, um, for Graphics Group, and we just changed our name. Previously, we're, we, we were Earth Asia International. Um, so our symbol is, um, is on the pink sheet, Z-T-I-H-Y, in Hong Kong, 6128. So what we do, um, we make a special form of graphite called spherical graphite. The graphite is used by the battery makers to make their graphite anode. So, um, so our, our material comprises about 70 kilograms of every big battery for a Tesla or, 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 or Tesla similar. Um, so, um, so we're in the, we're in the value chain and we're producing about 10,000 metric tons a year. We've just announced expansion that we're going from 10,000 to 40,000 over the next three years. And to give you an indication of the market size, about 200,000 metric tons of graphite are produced per year. And currently we're about 10,000 of that. Awesome. All right, Dan. Well, well, thank you very much for for coming and, and, and hanging out with us. Uh, it, it was a blast. Again, I, I think this conversation is so important because we, we see so much energy going into these EV manufacturers, right? The, the companies are actually building the calls. We, we hear a lot of talk about lithium. It's like that's that's the only material that that us or a lot of retail investors, at least, are familiar with. So I appreciate you taking us through the whole supply chain. Um, and, and again, uh, somebody in the chat's asking, what what's the ticker of your company? Can you give that to us one more time, please? Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's E T I H Y. It's Echo Tango India Hotel. There we go. Awesome, Peter in the chat helping us out with that ticker. So Dan, thank you very much for joining the Power Hour. Awesome having you on. And again, hopefully, guys, uh, I said at the top of the show, call us out if we're not delivering the ideas, um, and we just delivered them. And, and Dan, do you have a Twitter handle or, or any other way for for folks to stay in touch? I'll drop in the chat. All right, perfect. He's going to put it in the chat there for us. So, all right. How was that, guys? Let, let's get let's get a little round of applause for Dan. Again, it's Monday. We're, we're trying to warm up. You know, you're at home, slap. You know, get, get the blood flowing through your fingers a little bit. Um, you know, we, it's okay to clap by yourself. Is it a little weird to clap when you're by yourself? Yes, it's a little weird. Um, but, you know, you can go ahead and do it. So, 
All right, but but before I pass it off to to Mr. Raznick and, and Spencer Israel, uh, a couple of things to preview at one o'clock ET. Our, our good friend Nick Bull Trade Finder is going to be telling us about some swing trades that he has on, doing some technical analysis on those. Some more ideas inbound, and then at one thirty, favorite of the chat, Ripster. Yes, Rippy is back at it with us, guys. Uh, uh, so he's going to be joining us at one thirty Eastern. Um, if you guys have any tickers for us to look at. Put him in the chat. I've got a couple more minutes here. And I'm going to go ahead, pick the first one for us to take a peek into. And I bet you know what it is. Chart up on the screen. There we go. All right, let's zoom this one in. So here's a one year. Here's our two-day chart on GameStop. And that is actually a pretty decent looking chart. While Dan was chatting, we, we broke above that $200 resistance level. That's where the, the last rally uh, a week, two weeks ago got stopped out. Um, but, but check that out. We're sitting right around that $200 level now. Um, keep going, baby. I love it. Uh, again, we, we talked about the news a little bit. If you're just joining us, uh, we did get some real tangible news out of GameStop today. Basically, Ryan Cohen, savior of the stock, favorite of the crew. Ryan Cohen leading a committee on the board to select a new CTO and somebody to lead the e-commerce division. Uh, let, let's do another one. Ford, I just want to see where that one's at. Sorry, sort of selfish. Come on, Ford. Get to $13, Mr. Ford. Ticker F. That's our stock of the year. It's been good for us so far. If we look at this year to date, when, when we we actually got into it in December, but that year to date is beautiful on Ford, eight fifty to thirteen bucks. Um, PLTR. Let's get Palantir. Palantir. Nothing super exciting. Chart of Palantir sort of sort of looks like Nasdaq for these past few days. Here, here's here's sort of the five day chart on Palantir, holding up okay. I mean, the, the fact that the stock's only down 1.75% when you've got the NASDAQ's down. Oh, NASDAQ has come back. NASDAQ's down half a percent. It was down about 1.3% we started the show. But again, the fact that Palantir is only down uh, uh, 2% on a day when NASDAQ's down half a percent, that's fine. No, no strong opinion on this one one way or another. Uh, we've talked about it before, but I do really like this this stock for the long term. Uh, no, no super strong opinion on it. Um, all right. What what else do we have? What 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 other tickers should we cover? Should I have one more? Oh, <laughs> I already forgot. Neo, let's do a Neo check in. Zoom in. We're zooming in here. Here here's the one day chart of Neo. Uh, you know, no 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 crazy action since, since we hit this thing. Again, guys, y'all peer pressured me. I did it. Smash the like. For, for if not for for Dan and then for my peer pressure on on getting into Neo. Um, somebody saying sell puts on Palantir. I did. I did. I sold the 24 strike puts on Palantir and, and I got to sign the stock. So, so I'm, I'm still above the break even on it. Just barely and pretty much at break even on it. I think it's uh 23.50 ish or so is our break even. So, so we're pretty much right at that line, but I did sell puts against Palantir when it was out 30 bucks, got to sign the stock. And, and so now I hold the stock. Um, but yeah, Neo just sort of hanging out and let's do one more snappy boy. S N A P. Snapchat. All right. We got a, a nice steady downturn in Snapchat. You know, here's only a one day chart. Let's zoom this out. Here's a one month chart. Not pretty. If I had to give an opinion on this one, one way or another, I, I don't like it. I'd want to see some of that momentum reverse, right? When you can look at a chart like this, a Snapchat where we're obviously we're, we're giving up some ground. Then you go, you compare it to the same one month chart on Ford, right? This Ford chart looks a lot prettier. We're sitting out, Ford's sitting right at this line where it keeps getting held at. We have some some sellers right before 13. So, so there's the deal there. 
And, and Mr. Israel Spencer, I'm going to bring you back onto the stream. There you go. What's up, man? Let me check my mic. How's that? What's up? Oh my God, much better. What's up? All right, Spencer. So, so, so. Oh, and we got Jason here, Mr. Rasnick, hanging out in the, in the now studio. Now it's a party. Too. Now it's a party. Yeah. So, so, so you, so you might get kicked off. Um, but, but we got our friend. There he is, Mr. Rasnick. How's it going? Hi, hi. For thirteen dollars, let's go. We hit Neo today. We we talked some Chinese really? stocks. We talked some some Bitcoin stocks. It's about there. Twelve eighty. Oh, not thirteen. And Jason, you you got to rewind. You would have loved this last segment. So 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 we had somebody on from the uh, uh, he he basically works for as part of one of the mining companies for uh, EV supply chain and took us through the whole EV supply chain and how much of of each metal is used in the batteries, the different stocks that are in each of them. So so it was a really cool segment. We didn't get enough likes for it, but it was really cool. That is crazy because I was literally about to say, so I met a guy this weekend. I met him before. He said, if, that, if my microphone's bad, let me know. I'll switch to the computer. He He's an EV battery expert. We're talking graphene. We're talking the supply chain. We're talking silicon to replace to replace graphene. Um, a, whole, a whole thing. I went over this whole thing with him. And that's what you guys just did, basically, you're saying? Yep, exactly. Like, like down to the there's this many kilograms of graphene this many kilograms of lithium this many kilograms of copper in a tesla battery it was cool wow. and yeah your, your mic is not great it sounds like like you're calling into an old school phone line like like you're uh calling into your your local am radio station how about is this better oh my god there we go we just jumped two decades forward much so where, where does that guy work where does uh, that guy work uh, so, so he works for one of the mining companies. Uh, the the ticker was dropped in the chat. I don't remember it off the top of my head. It, it trades OTC. Got it. This but all right, guy. I, I got I got a hot. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna pass it over to you. All right. All right, all right. And do I, I have a guest here. I think. Yep. You, you got Mr. Nick from Bull Trade Finder uh, at one, and then one thirty. Ripster. Rippy's coming back on with us. I got I got you up to a thousand people almost. Let's let's keep, keep it how, rolling. How, how'd you get me up so much? We're just, we've been flying. The ideas have been flying. We probably did literally two dozen stock ideas in this first hour. I'm about to lose my voice. Voyager's <laughs> up six, Voyager's up 6%. Let's go. I, I, I did some, some deep dive a on, on Voyager this weekend, but all right. ASO is up too, which I don't even know what the heck that is, but I know I own it. Uh, Academy Sports, not doors. I own options up 70% today. Not sure why, but I own seven. It's up 70% of my account. Don't know why, but um, all right. What up, guys? How are you doing? Uh, what? How was your weekend? How was life? Um, we got interesting markets. You, you don't have clarity either way on the markets. You really don't. Um, is it going to be, you know, NASDAQ going up? Dow going, I mean, obviously the Dow is going up. And I, and I mentioned it, guys. You know what else is up today? Eli, Eli, Eli. Oh, yeah. So Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's up um, 11%. Um, look, you know, remember I talked about the luxury travel stocks? Marriott, Marriott is up again. Um, so I like um, I like that. I like that. Uh, gun sales and sport equipment. Yep. So And so is SWBI. I hosted that clubhouse. That was Chris. He recommended that. Marriott's up 2.91%. 2.91%. So I still think you're going to see some more action on Marriott for sure. I, I do. I don't think it's going to end, but I'm looking for a little bit more luxury. 
uh, more uh, luxury travel. I mean, you guys know I own Save a big in a big way, S-A-V-E. Um, all right, let me bring on Bull Trade Finder right now. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold your horses, all. I got to do my thing, thing, thing. I got to do my thing, thing, thing. Here he is. How are you today? Good, Jason. Good, good, good. So, what are you doing in the markets today? Uh, nothing much. I mean, the only trade that I've truly uh, got into and I've played a couple times is OPGN. OPGN. Okay. Do you want to share charts or anything? Yep, I could do that right now. One moment. Let's get this up. How about you? Have you done anything, Jaden? Any opening trades or anything? Yeah, yeah. It's OPGN. Whoa, up 87%. You bought this on Friday? Uh, no, no, today. I day traded it around three times so far today. Why are we what, Why are we moving like this? Uh, good question. I mean, hold on. Let me double check. I truly didn't even look for news. Um, I just saw the volume, the momentum in it, and I just followed. By the way, is my screen sharing or no? Not yet. You have to. I'll make it share. Okay. There you go. Okay. So you can um, see my screen now in the charts. Yeah, they had a study out, a diagnostic study, on peer okay. review pneumonia panel. Uh, yep. Yeah, so it's there. Okay. So, I see it. I see it. I see it. Um. So originally, I entered this one earlier in the day, somewhere around the three. I believe it was like 320 range over here. Um, I sold it actually right at around 380. Um, I think it hit 395. Kind of seems like we're building an ascending triangle here. Um, I gave another small trade in between this dip at around 335 to like 350. And now uh, we've been in since around 340 and just holding uh, here. So I'm looking for the breakout of this ascending triangle. Probably, you know, you can move this line up a couple of cents to this 385 range. Um, looking for a breakout for new high days over 395 and into $4. And the reason why I'm in this trade is one, well, now I, I honestly didn't even look for the news, um, but there is news. And just the volume and the momentum all day, and it's built a pretty strong pattern, higher lows all day. So it's been very strong uh, throughout the trading day so far, four hours in. Keep it going, man. Go to the next stuff. You you have control. I, I okay. muted myself, man. Keep it going. Okay. My bad. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. Uh, long term, you know, just going to stay with this one stock too. I mean, I'm going to stay with this one until we hit that 15 to 20 range. I know Ripster's uh, coming on. He's probably going to talk about this name. Um but if he doesn't, I'll definitely go over it right now. Um, I have a lot of lines here, a lot of you know demand zones below, a lot of uh, supply zones above where re resistance resistance is, and you know this is a long term play for growth. Um, fits into the trend of APPS, MGNI, you know some same things that I usually say on here. And like I said, we're waiting for the earnings that are supposed to have come out this week or next week. Um, some dates that are being named for this week are March 11th and the 12th. 
and next week being the 17th and the 18th. Um, I'm waiting for a true, you know, date from them, but they also stated it would be in March. So it's got to be, you know, somewhere in this time frame here. And, you know, we have a lot of, you know, volume accumulation over the past couple of months. And like I said, this is a growth name. This is something that I'm holding long term and I'm looking for that 15 to $20 range. And it's been, you know, holding pretty well on this trend line here and building supports now in the 550 to 6 range and just went right above that demand zone on Friday at 533. And, you know, I would, if you want to start a position in this one, I think, you know, getting in under six is probably good, probably around the 580 range if you could wait that long. Um, and hopefully, hopefully if it comes back to that area, at least, um, but if you really wanted to start a position, you know, start very small under $6 and you could build a position there. Um, or you could just truly wait till after earnings. Now I'm going to go into, actually, let me pull up one last thing for this one. So on the weekly, we have a major, let me just pull this out one second. Let me hide this, you know, like a basically two year cup and handle from 2019 of April and May. Um, going all the way, obviously, now into March of 2021. You know, it seems like we have a two-year strong cup and handle, and we're trying to build a handle here sitting in this 550 to 6 range. And we did have a nice pullback off that, so that's another good thing technical-wise on this chart, um, other than the fundamentals, that it seems to be a pretty good setup chart for a move uh, with the growth that is coming to this name. Now we're going to go into Palantir, another name that I really like here, and we'll go into a daily chart and I'm going to get rid of these lines right here because they no longer do anything for me. Oops. And so what I like here is basically another long-term name, uh, good binary in this 18 to 23 area. You know, we could start a position up here, see if it gets a little bit lower, but Friday was a pretty strong, you know, hammer candle right here. So unsure if it will go lower in the next couple of days, unless the market indeed drops lower itself. And that's why I started adding into this position for the long term here, looking for a move back up into the 30s and 40s over the next couple of months and into the end of the year. And I'm looking for, you know, a possible one to two year hold going into the 50 plus range. So looking to double my money on this one for over the next year. I hey, really Nick. Oh, go ahead, Ron. Hey, Nick, just quick question. Um, yep. I think you might have accidentally tweeted out the wrong link. We have some random people joining our stream yard. Could you just pull that one down? Oh, did I really? Oh, I apologize. Yes, I could do that. No worries. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did. Uh oh. My my original link was the correct one. I redid it and uh, sent the wrong one. So my fault on that. Um, but yeah, long term here, and you know, one of your good friends that you brought up the other day, Jason uh, Kathy Woods, has been repeatedly buying this one. So it's very interesting to see um, what she truly thinks on that one, and you know, she continues to buy in these areas. So you know, it also gives me a factor in my head that I want to, you know, add to my position in this area as well. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And uh, lastly, you know, another name that I like here is Fubo. So 
you know, this one's a little tricky, tricky, and truly the past two names that I said, PLTR and FUBO, are kind of what you might want to consider cold stocks. Everyone knows about them. Everyone trades them. Um, and, you know, they will really, you know, trick you into these moves, really, you know, wait on it as long as possible. And then they'll just drive the stock price up before you could get back in. You know, they could get stops on you on all these names. And this is a pretty strong trend line that's been holding for the past, since November, truly. Um, and we're at that trend line right now. And I've started positions here, actually into the in the 30 range, probably around this 35 area. And I'm willing to add all the way up until this 23, 25 range. And if we start to get under 20, that's where I'd probably close this position for the long term. And, you know, truly, I think adding at this area right here around 25 to 29 is a good area. Like I said, just add small, start a position small if you really like it. And the reason is, you know, the streaming industry is huge. Look at Roku, look at Netflix, where they've gone. Um, the sports betting industry as well, DraftKings and Penn, P-E-N-N, so Penn Gaming. And, um, you know, the fact that it's getting into both of these fields or that it is in both of these fields is pretty interesting. And this could be a possible big play that, one, everyone knows about. But, you know, just in general, it could be one that's slowly accumulated over time and then slowly rise, you know, in the future. So this is one to definitely watch going forward as well, uh, getting into those two big sectors. Um, other than that, you know, we still have to be cautious about these markets right now. For example, look at some big names right here. Um, for example, Apple is at 118 minus two uh, almost 3% for the day. And it still probably could get to this trend line down here at around 115, 116. But, you know, SPY is acting strong today, but a lot of the tech stocks are not. You see Tesla's going down, Facebook, Google, Amazon. Not that it's down that much, but, you know, all these names are down. And it's pretty interesting to see while SPY's going up that they're actually getting weaker throughout the day. So, Definitely keep an eye on that and see if we can break over this trend line here. We broke under it the past two days, Thursday and Friday, but Friday closing above it. So, you know, be cautious in these markets. We are not sure if we're truly out of, I guess you could say this mini correction, mini dip yet. Um, so it's all about being cautious and preserving your money while in these times. Other than that, uh, no, there's not really much else that I truly can think of right now. I've been trying to keep it pretty simple and pretty on point the uh, past couple of days and weeks while this market has been a little tricky. So I've been cash, uh, I've been cash and in solely adding into positions uh, along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone keeps talking about this OPGN still. Still yep. have a lot of people talking OPGN. Um, that. Oh, there we go. Four dollars. I honestly didn't even check it. I, so I still have a position right now. I believe I have seventy five hundred shares at around like I think it's three forty six, actually, to be honest. And looks like we just hit that four dollar mark and trying to break out of this. Well, we broke the new high a day, but the big area now is obviously to break that dollar amount, getting over that four range and then pushing into the four fifteen to four thirty area. Um, yeah. Here would be a good position to cut 
possibly 25 to 50 percent of your position and let the rest ride um that would be the smartest thing to do in my opinion um but other than that you know this has turned out to be a good trade and so far three for three on the day for this one and what about uh do you trade apple at all these days um apple i truly don't but i do watch it especially with the markets you know it's a big leader in the market obviously that everyone knows and like i said it's still getting weaker it just got a new low a day while spy is still rising so that's pretty interesting to watch how spy continues to rise and apple and tesla which were the two biggest leaders you know over the past couple of months and year um continue to fall today so yep. there's a lot of you know different movements there yep yep there's all the i mean all the specs take capital away people selling yeah. off names and going into uh, some of the you know i bought a couple spacs on friday because they're basically trading at ten dollars and so not much risk i guess i don't get interest on the money but i just bought yeah. them in case of a deal gets uh, you know in case a deal gets uh announced um so um yeah that's what i do so listen guys bull trade finder you can find nick there bull trade finder you can find ideas opportunities he's always bringing them he traded opg and multiple times today three for three you can find his trades comes on the show on mondays gives a little you know wisdom but uh check him out at bull trade finder and hopefully he'll help you make more money right uh yeah i mean that's the goal that's that's the goal for you know everyone in this game you know we're all here to preserve our money and possibly build a another income from our jobs and or you know anything else real estate whatever it is so you know just hope everyone's doing well and thank you for having me on guys thank you man thanks for coming on again it's nick from bull trade finder uh check him out bulltradefinder.com appreciate it have a good one okay. bye-bye right. yep all right guys so I think we have Ripster coming on in 17 minutes. Um, Aaron Bree, are you trading anything today? Doesn't seem like it. He's in the chat. Um, you guys know how I bought puts and calls to hedge some positions. I still have my spy calls on, um, but I have my long positions on. So when we get, you know, get some direction, you know, I'm hopefully there. Um, can I count? It's basically flat today. Yeah, it's flat. That's what it's at. Uh, QR, I mean, some of the ones that I have up a lot today, TAST is up 6%. Uh, ASO is up. Um, I'm going to move to this screen, so I'm not turning my head. ASO is my options, my April 16th, 21 strikes. No, 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 no. April 16th, $30 strikes on ASO are up 78%. Penn National, getting some strength again. Um, I know you want me to look at US Steel, do that in a minute. Save SAVE up 7%. I bought a few more call options on Friday on it. Uh, Disney over 200. Disney over 200. I bought some Disney last week during some of the downdraft. Bought like another, I don't know, a little bit more shares. Voyager moving up. Uh, Charlie Gasparino just texted me as we're seeing this. AQMS. This is Aqua Metals. Uh, AQMS. We bought it 378 at 418. Ford. This is a Luki, gave us around nine and a 10. Um, GBTC moving up, BCRX moving up, uh, DraftKings moving up. I mean, a lot of these are obviously moving up. And then TAP I own. I bought 
a decent size last week in tap 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 uh gan i own less shares again i used to own like a thousand shares i think i own like 500 now um osw i'm not gonna sell just if cruising comes back um i was gonna buy amazon earlier but i didn't um wing stop that's a mess all right what is uh what is this the stacy descent i guess the cdc um just cdc just put something out um i don't know i'm not reading this okay so that's what i got now you want me to look up steel you want me to look uh up us steel for you guys on pro okay hold on one second um wkhs yes i meant to ask kathy kathy will be on tv today at three but let me go to um us steel hold on one sec guys do 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 about mgni because jack loves okay so let's go on us steel in one second details x all right so let's pull up a chart you have steel it's about 11 percent today i like that okay you like cleveland cliffs better um someone wants to sell an nft of me you think that's gonna get any market an nft of me or the first time i wrote an article on benzinga i don't know that's what they were saying so all right so here's our u.s steel chart so we have several basic material companies are trading lower this one's trading higher though we have no item okay let me get to the news desk content um hold on news desk one sec i got a not there gotta go to slack you guys know slack yeah up oh, 10% we should get something um all right like 10% we should get something you see Mackenzie Scott got remarried guys um to a science teacher that guy just now is worth a lot of money so yeah US steel let's look at US steel um and Let's look at the chart. Let's look at the three month. So look at that drop, six month, and look at it. I mean, let's look at the volume on this thing. So average session volume, average volume. We're already at an average volume. It's seeing strength, US Steel. I mean, there's a reason for it. With Democrats, a lot of construction, a lot of building is gonna happen. I would put US Steel on my watch list. And I know that you guys gave me us steel last week so whoever did thank you I, I i think i screenshotted it but i may have forgot can someone on benzinga make a blog post of the lithium cobalt battery guy that came on and list all the tickers that's a great idea can someone write an article on that one i'm putting that in the thing here it's a great idea um yes 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 um it, Internet Enforcers, I think there is a live thing on Benzinga.com. Like it goes, launch our YouTube. Um, 
Yes. So there was a guy, I don't know if it was Tony Faguze, but he works in the steel industry and there's a ton of shortage of steel coming in May. He wrote it in several times last week and then today it's up. So the question is, do we buy um, U.S. steel right now? Do we do we make a trade? Uh, um, I'm not sure like we should. Um, we should make a trade. I mean, ton of storage. I'll tell. Who is who works in the steel industry? Do you want to be quoted for an article or an anonymous? What do you want to do? Um, I'm getting the color from the Benzinga YouTube show from someone who works in the industry. All right. So and, and, and let's look at let's look at CLF. Right now, let's look at CLF. So let's make a trade. Oh, CLF, you want Colgate? Paul, why Colgate? This is, is this really? I thought Cleveland Cliffs is what I wanted to look at. Cleveland, yeah, I wanted this one. Why do I get Colgate? Okay. So let's look at the chart on this. Yeah, so they're, they're following the same pretty much chart, U.S. Steel and Cleveland. Um, anyone know why GPL so low with those good earnings? Let's pull that, let's pull that out. Um, Okay, um, let's pull that out and see why that's going so low. I am going to go on a GPL move here one second. So this one is such a, I mean, small company and a rel, I mean, 338 million. It's not terribly small, but let's see, let's see filings. To trade, I mean, it's a smaller company. Look at the one-year chart. We're under a penny stock. So, um, all right. So, who's going to buy some U.S. Steel today? All right. I, and then the other one, I want to buy some Marriott or other another hotel. Does anyone have another hotel that I can buy? Um, a luxury hotel that's not as big. I will. I'm going to pick up. Um, I'm going to pick up some either U.S. Steel options right now, or I'm going to pick up um, some stock. There, you guys want me to share my screen? You can see what I'm going to trade here. Let's go to a 24 option on U.S. Steel. Okay. Let's go to a call option. Let's go to all months. Hyatt Hotels. Anyone else other than Hyatt? I'm not a huge fan of Hyatt right now. Um, all right. I'm going to buy some... To try to buy some April, some May U.S. steels. May U.S. steel. Hold on. Let's see if I can get in here on this one. All right, all right. I'm trying to buy some May. Uh, okay, win. I like win. That's a good one. All right, I'm buying some call options. May U.S. steel. I'm putting a limit order in. No, not market limit. One, four, five. Let's see if it executes. All right, put the US Steel call option order in. All right, um, May could be too soon, yes. Um, I'm gonna check out Win right now and see what we're doing on the charts. Let's go on Win. Let's open up Win. Here, where's my screen? So on Win, Benzinga Pro, I'm checking it out, see what the community says. We're up 3% on Win right now. Um, 52 week high, 139. We're close to there. We should have picked this up a while ago. 
but um, I'll play it. I'm going to, I'm going to, what's this? This was 2019. I think it's time to play some win. W, um, you don't like my, my U.S. steel buy? All right, I'm buying some win. Here we go. Buy. All right. 20. I'm going to do a market order on this one. There's enough volume. All right, I bought some win. Win for the win. That's right. Um, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, Wyndham. I don't know. Hyatt could be good. I wish four seasons. Four seasons I don't think is public. That's what I would like to own. Um, and let me get to the content. Shubs, Dustin. You guys should see my screen. Please. Two, four. Got that in there. I added um, Israel. Okay, so yeah, so I'm picking up share. I'm picking up some um, travel stocks. That's what I'm picking. I I, I want to get into um, other um, stocks that are not related. Intercontinental is another good one. So let's check it that one up. Um, I'll tell you what I think of what is it? Saint Regis RGS. What RGS? Hold on, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's correct. The company operates segments. No, I don't think Regis Corp. Hold on, I'm pulling this up. No, this is not Saint Regis. Saint Regis is owned by Marriott. So no, that's not good. All right, I'm saying no to that. Guys, can you all tweet right now to Ryan Cohen to come on the show? I know where he lives now. He lives in Miami. I was at a friend's house and their kids go to like school together. So I should push harder on that one. Can we all say our last guest we had him with Kathy Wood. Um, can we get Ryan Cohen on the show? What do you guys think? That would be good. Can we all tweet to him? You, we, just let them know we had Kathy Wood. Uh, there's like 80, there's like 70 positions in my, in my portfolio. Okay, intern and Continental, I'm pulling this up right now, the chart. I am going to likely purchase Intercontinental as well. So I'm gonna buy stock of Intercontinental. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a limit order. The spread's a little too thick for my liking. So you're gonna see a limit order come in right now. Or let's see if this works. Let's see if you guys see it on. Don't front run me, guys. Don't front run me. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I get executed. All right, what do you guys see for this? Uh, what is the symbol? The symbol is, uh, what symbol we got? IHG, I'm trading IHG. Oh, we got music, I like it. Whoever just put music. Marriott owns Ritz Carlton. Yep, so 
Yep, so my my order just executed. Um, so I'm the one who bought a bunch of shares at 70.98 of Intercontinental. That was me. Who put on the music? That was me. Thanks. It's not copyrighted or anything, right? It is not copyrighted. We're all good to go. All right, and I still own BTN, guys. I know you just asked me that. Did Ford hit? Did Ford hit 13? All right, let's put some. Let, let's put on. You guys want to see my portfolio? I'll show you my portfolio right now. All right, I'll show. It. Here we go. This is one of my portfolios. Ready? Oh, Ripster is going to be here in a minute, guys. Don't worry, we got Ripster coming. Here we go. Portfolio. I'm going to stop this share, and now we're going to share. All right, can you see this screen? Let me see if it's too. All right, hold on, I gotta hit share. There we go, add a stream. So this is my, one of my fun portfolios. All right, uh, yeah, uh, guys, treat to Ryan Cohen right now. Um, yeah, Internet Enforcers, Marriott licenses, we must lower the music a little bit. Internet, uh, Marriott licenses its name. It's not really a hotel owner. It's more of uh, people are licensing the, the, the name. Um, so we're gonna go here. Yes, my Tesla position, I've been buying puts and selling the position since 864. I can show you my screenshots of what I sold, but I didn't sell enough. I started selling at like 864, 874, and I sold 10% of the position. Tweet to Ryan Cohen, guys. Let's get him on the show. Tell him we had Kathy Wood on. It gives us credibility. So here's kind of what I own. Um, if this helps you guys see some of my stocks, I'll make it bigger. Every city, including. Oh, what is this commercial on here? Okay. So BTN, I'm down on, guys. Uh, Curaleaf, up 64%. CVI, 46%. Disney, up 40%. I bought more last week. DraftKings, you guys can see. Uh, my options, I don't, I don't, you know, care about the options as much because they have a, sometimes a long time. Um, I bought more of this stock here, FGF, but it's a hard stock to buy. It's, it's, it's very illiquid. Um, GAN, I sold off a decent amount of GAN in the last three weeks. I started selling at 29.30. I still own it. Um, ITRM, I, I know ITRM, I don't own it. But I don't know why do I know that one. Lithium, guys. I used lithium used to be like six percent of my portfolio. I sold some of that. Um, Max is that ab advertising play. It's media alpha. I like it, so I own it. I think Max will be up. I think Max will not be down eight percent. I probably should buy more Max because I own such a small amount. Maybe I will do that. Um, it just depends. I'll buy stock options. Workhorse. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong buying some WKHS. It's sold off a lot. But these are like my positions. See, TAST, T-A-S-T, look at that. 400% almost. Sun Communities. I mean, these are Voyager. Okay, K, let's see. KMH super long for me. We'll be groundbreaking even with the buyout. Most hotel chains have... Um, yeah, I don't have Palantir. You guys, you peer pressured me to buy Clove too, C-L-O-V, and I bought it for like a week and then got out of it. I didn't like it. I'm not a fan. 
I mean, I'm, it's fine. I'm just not, I don't know it well enough. Yeah, tap is Molson. They have this energy, they have this drink that Chris thinks is going to be great. So that's why I bought it. Chance, see? All right, let me pull up Pro and go a couple more trades in. Okay. Uh, hey, Rohan, are you going to tell me when Ripster's here? So he actually just joined. So he's in the waiting room. Oh, you didn't tell me. Okay. All right. So hold on. Let me do my thing. All right. So. The show. I took you through my portfolio. I'm going to turn that off in a second, guys. But I got to do something else real quick. Hold on. All right. Ripster, how are you today, my man? Oh, I can't hear you. Don't do that to me. I can't hear you. I'm crying. Can you hear me now? No, yes, yes, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. I was crying for a minute that I couldn't hear you, you know. Um, how you been? How's your weekend? Weekend was good, you know, after after the uh, beat down last week, you know. So lucky to have a weekend after the, such a such a beat last week. I hear you. It was crazy last week. It was, yeah. uh, it was really, I, I, I thought I was hedged because I was buying puts on Tesla, but I wasn't close to enough hedge, you know, you know, um, so that's why I would say I own Tesla a lot. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. So, so TDD you... and, um, Zoom are the two which wrecked me, you know, those were one of my big ones. I mean, um, uh, the tech was really, um, just going down the spreads and all that. So it was, a. it will be a while we get back on that tech tech rally yeah i hear you so did you did you sell stuff or what would you do what you do i sold most of my um, high tech uh, like zoom ttd you know those stuff and rest of them i just uh, you know um, uh, reduced my size but uh, still portfolio took a good hit on those growth stocks but that's fine we'll get back did you sell um, like all of it like for zoom no no, not my like not my conviction plays like um, yeah. plays that uh, I know there's gonna that a high conviction or which were which were having relative strength which uh, which were not really uh, moving with the market. I actually added them, so I actually added a couple of my conviction plays on the dip, which are nicely green right now. Which ones did you add any fluent or anything? FLNT, I think you liked that one at one point, right? Uh, FLNT, I, I reduced my size. I still have that. But yeah. I, uh, the, the one, um, there are a couple of, we added, I added, there's my new swing that my, me and my followers are already up 25%. But um, that's Which one? AMPG, AMPG. Yeah, yeah, up 11% today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a 5G play. Um, this is a 5G play. The earnings, uh, EPS is growing 132 percent uh, sales are growing 60 percent year year over year. They make these um, RF uh, RF amplifiers, which go which has have a brand you know broad um, uh, addressable market across uh, across various um, uh, various fields. They had a news yesterday. They launched uh, new amplifiers for satellites. You know the satellites for SpaceX, Tesla, Amazon. So those amplifiers are going to go there. It's a, still a micro cap company, growing company. But valuation is so cheap. Uh, it's it's just sixty million micro cap. That's stupid, you know. And it's and the and these are not like your cheap amplifier you buy for five ten bucks. These are like five thousand dollars amplifiers. And um, the company has good cash. They have ten million on hand that they uplisted on Nasdaq, 
and the float is just 2.5 here. So that was that was one of my biggest swing that I did. It actually didn't even dip with the market. So I'm expecting like a 15 target on that one soon. Got it, got it. Okay, 15 target. And, and I, I did sell some of that fluent too, by the way. And so I'm on the page and I see it down 3%. What I do find interesting, it has earnings on Thursday after close. So I wonder if they're going to announce, I mean, I can look at previous earnings to see how they've done in the past on their earnings. So in the past. So, so, so the problem when, when the market takes a hit, right? So yeah. the investor tries to get out of all the speculative names, all the names, which are growing, right. Which, which don't have like a lot of um, history of um, uh, uh, continuous EPS growth. Any name that is kind of uh, more speculative, still in growth, growth phase, IPO, IPOs, they are the ones which take the hit first. Investors get out of it and they go for their safe havens, right? Right now, all the, all the vaccine plays are safe havens. That's why all these plays which are selling for multiples, like TTD, shop, everything is selling 20 times, 30 times of their multiple sales multiple. And that is that is the first one which take hit when market takes a correction like this and everybody tries to run off from them. And and some micro caps as well, they are still in growth phase like FLNT, you know, and the, the investors try to run away from them, you know, and go to safe heavens. But uh, I think some of them, it's fine. You reduce size, run away, but some of them, you just need to, you know, build a good position like IPWR. You just build a position when you know there's a catalyst coming close and there's some something some immediate movement on the on the name there those are the ones which i will add of course i will add ttd shop all those back but you know market is not right right now the, you know vix is not settled so that's what my thing is right now yeah ttd um, i mean the trade desk group is that what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, it's up six percent today i mean it was down obviously from yeah. up to 925 you know i mean last year yeah we, we won't be out of the woods until the tech reclaims a 20 EMA. You know, it's it won't be a trend. You can't, uh, It's it can be chop. And VIX is still hanging around that 25 level. You need VIX at 20. That's when the bullish bull market, it's bullish market is back. And you take all your, these plays and ride them, you know? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we needed some, some selling. I feel like it was getting too easy too yeah. fast and I, I um i really you know they they want me to ask you do you assess ABPS, i reduce my size to one fourth on the sell-off okay yeah so see the my thing is i want to see strength and um when you say drawdown you don't know how much drawdown you will take right so it's right. better to sell reduce your position when when it's a correction phase you can add double the size when it's recovering so apps is still under if you see the 10 minute trend uh, you know 50 ema is still under the 50 ema right one hour is uh, bearish apps has to reclaim 75 when it does that i will add double rather than adding and holding my big size when the position sells off i will reduce size to negligible size and I will add much more when the strength comes back. When the strength comes back in the tech and everything, all these are going to pay off. So it's no use just when the market is selling off, just adding, adding to losers and just, you know, holding them tight. You just need to wait for strength. I mean, there are exceptions, like I mentioned, there might be a few plays which are exceptions with immediate catalysts, but otherwise, no. 
Yep. Now I, I got to go to the crazy ones, right? Uh, G, uh, Ryan Cohen is out there on GME right now. So we're trading up 50 bucks, 35% to 186.25. Market cap is, you know, over a billion dollars. And I mean, with debt, it's, it's almost $2 billion enterprise value. Do you, are you trading this GameStop at all right now? No, I, I stay away from these meme stocks, you know, because it makes you emotional. You you try to long and then you think, oh, maybe this is the same GameStop that went to 300, maybe double it, maybe add a huge size. So I don't touch them. Um, it's they are uh, these plays are hard to manage. They play with your mind. So I, I don't you know, it's, it's I, I leave them alone, you know, yep. better, better, yep. better risk reward somewhere else. Better not to be greedy. Save your money. So I, I stay away from that. This is crazy. Yeah. And I, I like your, it was your buddy that we had on with you, your stock, uh, Dermatech, DMTK, DMTK. I like this as a long-term uh, oh, I love it. play. Love it. It's, What'd you say? We love it. You know, this, yeah. and it's again, market curve with tech and high, this is a high yep. growth explosive stock. These are the first ones to take the hit, but these ones, will be first ones to run multiple points when they come back. So Dermatech, um, uh, uh, sorry if I interrupted you, Jason, you were saying something? No, I, so I talked to two dermatologists on it and one is very, 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 very smart. Like she's consulted by the biggest companies in the world and the technology they have is real. And, you know, and like it can be sold in different ways but she's very impressed with that technology. She knows the CEO She's talked to the dot, you know, and she's impressed with it. So I have Dermatech, Dermtech on my watch list here. I haven't picked the shares yet. I, I plan on to. 50, um, 50, 50 is your level. Psych, psychological level 50. Trends, and then we'll add the double size there. Yeah, I, I, I like this one. And it, what happens is people are looking for those, the quick bucks. Like if I traded like that, I wouldn't have made any money. I mean, uh, so many of my positions have taken six months to happen. So many of my, my like when I bought Upwork um, a long time ago, Ripster, mm -hmm. it didn't move. It went down, actually. It went down for like weeks on end. And then eventually when it had earnings, um, it, it it took off. So um, I like this Dermtech as a long-term holding. I mean, I don't know if that's what how you think of this one, but I think it can be. No, it's a long-term holding, but, um, you know, it's, I want to ride the trend back. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. And that's, and then, okay. So I, what are, go ahead. Sorry. No, I want to. No, 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 I understand your point when position, position trading is you just accumulate on the, uh, on the cheapness or weakness. I, I, I do the trend trading even on the long-term plays, like I told last time, buy on strength, see a level, sell a little bit, keep the core. It dips back at the core back again. But right now, a lot of these have lost the uptrend. So I will wait for uptrend. But the yep. thesis is the same. So so basically, if I, if I could summarize your trading right now, you're you're trading a little bit lighter right now. You're trading. Yeah. You're you're waiting to see an uptrend. So you're mm. tra you're you're trading lighter. Is that an accurate yeah. statement? Yeah, I don't go for like oh it's cheap, it's cheap. I go for buy high, sell higher. That's my motto, right? Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's to, until you see what's what. I mean, so what are I know you you're you're the one we mentioned earlier. The uh, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, that one's taken off. Are there other ones that you're 
you know, after yeah. today? Yeah, if if you want, I I mean, IPWR, you know, I, I mentioned it uh, before too. These are the bi-directional switches, right, that goes into all electronics and EV, electric vehicles and everything. So they're, they're revolutionary B-trans switches they are making and which has multi-billion dollar TAM and... Uh, this this is one of my high conviction plays. It actually dipped last week. Some you know um, I think maybe some fund might have liquidated, but it it dipped and then we got it at thirteen bucks and it's up. It's up at sixteen fifty right now. Seventeen. It's still cheap. I am ex- uh, tomorrow. There's a B Riley um, B Riley present uh, uh, conference where they are presenting. They would be talking about their revolutionary tech, and I'm expecting some other major updates this month. And this was a 25 bucks right stock, and you know, so my target is still 25.30. And technically, there is a, a, a downtrend channel break at 18. Once that channel breaks and the market is good, I expect it to move back over 20, 25 dollars. We are still profitable on both of these since. You know, I alerted to buy last Friday, but this is just a start. I haven't sold a single single share out of my these couple of positions, right? Because I want the best risk reward. So Yeah, no, this this company seems interesting. I'm 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 gonna have our team reach out to them so that they um can speak at our small cap our small cap conference. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow they have a B Riley uh, two days. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, this one. Go See, ahead. That, that's how you you have to find the winners when nobody is in them. You have to find the winners when the funds don't know about them because funds cannot buy the winners because they are under certain micro cap, uh, under certain float. The funds cannot get them. So when you find these winners early on and you can make a money on early on, then then it gives you buffer to hold that long term, right? So look at apps, APPS. It was a five dollar stock and nobody knew about it. But it, it was showing the growth, and now it's hundred dollar. It was it was hundred dollar. I mean, now it's down. So you have to find this like this one. It's revolutionary tech. It will change the switching. The AMPG that I mentioned, once five G and six G are mainstream quantum computing, AMPG will blow the top off as long as they're growing their sales and everything. So so my thing with, with these couple of play is the getting in early revolutionary tech, you know, and um, of. And as they grow, write them, take some off, add again, and then maybe just leave them in IRA. But there's also right the trend. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And this IPWR, I mean, that's the thing. You got to get in these things. Like we had, we had GMBL. So you like GMBL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like G- yeah, yeah. So, so GMBL is the one that was the, actually was doing pretty good last week. Yeah, hold on, we put that one up. Okay, so. Let me pull up GMBL. So GMBL, we had them on our small cap at conference at like $6. And now let's see where we're going, GMBL. So GMBL Esports, yeah, it's down a little bit on 14. We, we oh, had- what, oh, what was postponed? Um, oh, he was going to go on Fox Business. Okay. I don't know why it was postponed. Let's go oh, find that out. I thought the CEO was coming somewhere, right? What? The CEO was coming? Right? He was going on Fox Business and then mm-hmm. it got postponed. <laughs> See right here in the news here, it was postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure why, but I, I can find out. I can email, I can call the CEO and find out what's postponed. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will. I will find out. You can see me email him live if you want. Yeah, then again, uh, taking the heat with Nasdaq, uh, broke the uh, daily uh, uh, uptrend line. But when this rises, uh, we'll be back in again on this one. Yep. I mean, I'll have earnings in May. Mm-hmm. So look at that. Yeah, GMBL. If it executes, that stock can be a serious winner because oh, it has yeah. a lot, of, a lot of things going for it. We also had. Have you played in Fubo at all? I have very small position in Fubo. So we had the CEO on on um, on Friday morning. So here he was, and the CEO was good. He was definitely good. He knew his shit. He, he we asked uh, Spencer Israel interviewed him. We asked mm-hmm. tough questions, and he he knew his stuff. This one I think is going to take a, a while to like to really get going. But I mean, gambling is here to stay. It's mm-hmm. here to stay, and yep. it's only going to get it's only going to get it's only going to get larger. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, and like you see, DKNG, Pen, and all that. And this is not just a regular gambling. This is esports gambling, which is something something new. Exactly, exactly. It's esports gambling, and they have bought some other companies to, um, you know, they bought some other companies that will allow them to get to go faster on, on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever traded Yatra? No. Y T R A. It's uh, like Indian. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, search engine. Tickets and stuff. Yeah. It was moving. It was moving for a little bit. Got to the threes. Mm-hmm. Now back at two. Um, all right. So what? So what is the next one that you're looking at? What is there? An, an, a I, mean, up? I like FLGP. FLGP. T. Okay, uh, T or. Uh, T as a tango, F L G T. I got it. I got it. All right. So we're up 5% today. Uh, shares are trading higher. Strength reported a strong guidance last week. Um, okay. So 12 healthcare. Why do you like it? Uh, I mean, the EPS grew what? Uh, 600, 700%. Latest earnings. Just check the latest earnings. Let me. Let me. I'll pull it up. Hold it's on. a high hyper growth stock. I'll tell you. Yeah. I loved it at 52 and went to 189 last earnings. And then most recent earnings, it, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, yeah. So EPS grew 3,400%, right? And the funds are adding. So there are 245 more funds that added in December, up from 180 funds. And um, the revenue is growing, uh, how much is it? Oh, revenue is growing 3,400%. And EPS yeah. is also exponential. It's off the charts. So we had it at 88 um, on Friday, traded up 200, took some off. And um, I couldn't add this morning. But yeah, this is another one long term. Again, these are high growth tech names. They will take heat as long as NASDAQ is taking heat. But once the trend changes, they'll be gone. Yeah, this one seems interesting. Genetics play, and it's probably off to the races. Genetics is going to be, for the next two years, one of the most talked about things. Uh, G- DNA sequencing, genomics, it's going to be, it's not going to stop. I yeah. mean, uh, there's a company that I know, the founder, Tempest, $6 billion valuation in the private markets. This is 
Yeah, this I uh, I had not seen this one. So FLGT, I, I this is interesting. Um, the they have real numbers too. That's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm adding this to my watch. I mean, there are, there are many names right now. I'm just waiting for the market. I have my focus list. It's better once the market is in trend. I mean, we might we do another uh, another session and then we'll talk about those more because right now everything is weak and I don't like to buy them cheap. I don't care. I want to see the strength. So let's see what Nasdaq. So what do you think about markets, Jason? What's what's your thesis here? Um. My thesis is this way. Um, I had to write my note down. I don't, didn't see it saved before. Okay, it did save. All right. So what I think right now is there is um, there is indiscriminate selling. Like like people are going to sell because there's so many spacs coming out. The spacs hurt the market because what yeah. it's people sell stuff to get into other ones. I mean, you see it in the mortgage market. I mean, three other mortgage companies filed to go public after Rocket successful. And so that hurts the market. It reminds me of the late or uh, early 2000s when every company was going public. It scares me. I, uh, Ripster, I have six friends, six friends that have SPACs now. Like when I say friends, like, like good friends, they have SPACs. That's how easy it is to set up a SPAC. That's concerning to me, you know? So that is my biggest issue. If somehow the IPO market, SPAC market slowed down, I would be a lot happier. I don't like when there's a huge, you know. I mean, I mean, SPAC is also taking heat right now. I mean, all the high flying SPACs are down too. I understand your point. There are a lot of these penny stock companies. They want to get SPAC, and there was one which ran what 900% a few months last month or something. So I understand your point. Like everybody is going in SPAC, and and a few months ago. I would say a lot of people thought SPAC is an easy money. It's no longer an easy money. And it's it's getting trickier and trickier. And again, you know you know the reason why the SPAC is also taking heat right now? It's a speculative name. These are before before the fact. They not they are the possibilities, they are the potential, but they are not what's happening right now. That's why people when it sells, people are selling SPACs and they are going for the safer heavens. Yeah. And so, so is that what you, so that, I mean, until I see something different, I mean, I don't know if the stimulus does it. And then the whole inflation discussion is is another issue. You know, that's, that's another issue, Ripster, because I'm just looking at skills. The guy sold uh, short this one, Um, but it's a good name though. It's a good name. Skills. I like skills. Yeah, so I see right here. Uh, you won't be able to see me share the screen. Wolfpack Research put that out there just now. Um, so it's um, here. I'll go. I'll stop the share. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the concern with all the you know with all the all these facts and then the inflation discussion. So mm-hmm. right now to buy a house, it's very hard to find supply. It's very hard. The markets are just going up. So. There's a lot of vacations. If you want to book a nice vacation right now, it's hard to even get hotel rooms available. It's hard to get airlines. So something has to give. And then you have the stimulus. So the problem is when the market starts going up, then they start talking inflation. So so what what's that mean for the market short term, Ripster? Like, what's that mean? Uh, regarding what? What's that mean if 
The market goes up. Then they start talking inflation. Is the Fed going to raise rates? Is the Fed going to raise rates? Does that keep bringing the market down is my question. I don't think the the Feds are going to raise rates higher than this. I, I don't think so either, but that's what keeps happening. They keep saying, when you know, inflation, inflation, inflation. And so that's what I think keeps bringing the market down because of rates going up. But inflation, in, inflation compared to what? Last year at this time, or we were, you know, everything was closed. Nothing was selling in the stores, right? But sure. if it, had, it, it will be higher than last year, but overall in the, in the, the scope of the, the higher things, you know, over, over the years, it's still okay, right? So I don't think that's going to be issue. If you compare to COVID times, of course, we'll we'll have more more uh, inflation, you know. Uh, but but it, it but in the longer term, it's 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 not a big deal. Yeah, and and and, and I, I agree with you. I just don't know if like CNBC or whoever is talking the market down was because they keep talking about inflation. That is that is a little bit of my concern. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree with you. Um, and then, I mean, that's what we want, right? We want to account economy to open up. Everything is opening up. The company, these corporate profits are going to increase. People are want to get into the stocks. That's what we want, right? Of course, yields yields are rising. That's fine. But the the whole point of economy opening up and people uh, uh, and the you know the uh, the corporate profits going going up is stocks are going to go up. The growth and all that. So it doesn't make sense what everyone is saying, and I don't get it. I think it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle. It's it's the normal cycle. Tech is taking a beating. It will, you know, it will reverse. People are going into vaccine plays. Everything will go to mean, revert, and it should be fine. I, I, I personally don't think there's anything to panic right now, you know, but I hate this job that's happening right now. Yep, I hear you. Do you ever trade EXP Realty, EXPI? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's my, one of my favorite too. EXPI was... My uh, another one of my uh, Twitter alert went from 50s to 90s, 100, 42s, I think. So I'm just waiting. EXPI, Z, ZG, FTHM. Look at FTHM. These are four names you need to which have. One, which, which one? FT what? Uh, Fanta, Tango, Henry. Yeah, I got HM, yeah, Fathom Holdings. I got yeah. it. Okay. So, yeah, these are four names that you need to keep. If you are trading EXPI, you need to also keep an eye on FTHM. These are online real, uh, realtors' uh, websites. These are growing exponentially. When the things turn up, FTHM will be 100% from price right now this year. EXPI will be 100% right now. I don't know how more Zillow might, Zillow can be another 30%. Maybe Zillow will go back where it was when they reported earnings. So these are the four names um, you need to uh, keep eye on if you like EXPI. I like I, this I, Yeah, I, I can tell you the numbers on FTHM. I did not know this one. Yeah, this was also one of my play uh, from 25s on Twitter last year. And a lot of people made money on this one. It's, uh, I'm just trying to find their latest earnings. It trades very thin and slow float, so moves fast. Yeah, uh, so I interviewed the CEO of EXPI last week. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I had him on for about, um, 
don't know, about 45 minutes. I asked the whole business model, like how it works, how the affiliate, you know. Um, so I, I definitely um, asked a lot about that. You know, another stock I may look at, let me, I don't even know, <laughs> hopefully it's still public, but um, like fun, Cedar Fair, is that public still? Outdoor, outdoor amusement. Yeah, look at that. Wow, look at look at FUN. Look at that chart. Oh, I missed it. Darn it. I was been thinking about it for like weeks. Uh, FUN. This is like Cedar Point outdoor amusement park stuff. People are gonna go outside, enjoy amusement parks. This is a no brainer. Does it? Oh, slow. ATR is uh, just two bucks. Is ATR okay? ATR. Yeah. I- I always look at average two range of the stock I'm trading. If average two range is like one or under one, I I, I don't care about it. I need a good uh, a fast mover. This is not wait, bad. It, it, it's, it's setting up nicely. Wait, which stock did you say though? Uh, you said FUN, right? Fun. Yeah, yeah. Then you said something else. A something. No, I didn't say anything. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought you did. So yeah, Fun is up two percent up a dollar. I mean. But I'm just, uh, I'm looking at the chart from, you know, six months ago. Look, look at FANG, F-A-N-G, FANG. F-A-N-G, Diamondback Energy? Yeah. Why do you like this one? I mean, uh, I'm I'm out of it now, but we traded it last week. So you see the 75 breakout at 75, the flat top breakout? That uh, was, um, it was a technical trade, and it was showing strength when the whole market was showing weakness. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. So I believe I, if it comes to seventy-five, we can grab it again, and you know, see how the market. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I like, okay. So I, I see what you're doing here. So you were looking and that, and that, that ATR was your, the average true range of that stock Cedar. Is that what you were saying? Fun? Yeah. Fun is ATR is not bad. It's a dollar 1.5 or something. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when, you know, you're talking technicals, I ne- like I'm always on the fundamentals and don't, even though I should, I don't look at the technicals and I know I should. I just, I, I, I use technicals sometimes for when I'm going to sell. But I, I mostly you you know trade investing based on the story and not the the technicals, which I know you do. Yeah, no, I, I combine everything, so you know. Okay, now best of everything, and it works out really nice. Got it. Now one one um, guys, follow Ripster forty seven on Twitter if you don't already. And Ripster, we're making a page for you on Benzinga. It's like Ripster's rules, your rules of the game. Ripster is one of the best out there because he's always giving, 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 right or wrong. He's always giving, and he has his rules of the game. So I was, we're making a cool little thing and a, a video graphic for him. You'll like it, Ripster. We're surprising I, you with something very soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sir. Yes. But um, there was one question that I just – are there any resorts or hotel opening stocks that you're looking at um, in, in the space? Yeah, I think I was looking at – Las Vegas Sands, LVS. LVS, okay. All right, so LVS pulling up the chart. But it has to get over 65. Okay. Yes. Uh, win. Win is another one. LVS win. I just bought some win as we talked. Was that a bad move? I, I literally just oh, bought it. You'll be fine. You'll get a breakout over 138-ish or something. Then you'll get 150 quick. 
All right, so LVS. Um, I like. I didn't know if you had found any like small cap ones that are out there too. That's what I was, you know. I mean, not, a lot of them already ran SPR. Got it. Um, all right, what's this one? PLYA. I don't know this one. Um, Playa Playa Hotels and Resorts. I never heard of it. PLYA. Never. I'm not. Uh, 2.2 market cap billion. Could be something. PLYA. Someone put it in the chat. Oh, play. Play. Yeah. It's the Dave and Busters. No, not play. PLYA. Playa Hotels and Resorts. Here, I'll put it P L Y A. Seven fifty. I don't know it. I just. Uh, it's, it's yeah, same chart as Win and LVS. They they moved same, similarly. Seven fifty an hour. His Playa will move. Got it. Okay. Um. Hmm. So you so you're not making big bets in these kind of stocks until you start seeing the technicals shape up. Yeah, I mean, vaccine plays, I think I, I was missed aboard. I was riding too much tech, and they all ran in last month or so. But again, I will look for consolidation at highs, and then I'll take a trade, see what we get. I was trading uh, NCLH last week. That was a nice um, breakout. NCLH, but it fell off after that. Yep, yeah. Norwegian Carnival. I have a, a stock, OSW. OSW, they make, they make, they, they run the spas on cruises. So I was looking for a derivative play. So uh -huh. it's, it's one world spa holdings, OSW, and they like run the spas on cruise lines. So I've owned this one for a decent amount of time, um, probably like five months now. Um, hasn't done much till recently though. Um, it's if cruises come back, OSW will go up. Right. So that's, uh, that's my, cruise play um because i don't i mean i think cruises i guess people will go will book them for sure i mean with the vaccine and stuff are the is the that how is the vaccine getting circulated where you live is that are most people getting it who want it uh no in canada it's the canada is short of vaccines got it here it's starting it's starting to uh, it's starting to spread but um but not yeah not not as fast as what would make the market move up. So yeah. um, I don't know. So that's what you got going today. So you, so to sum it up, Ripster, you're, you're, you're taking smaller positions. You sold off some of the uh, riskier ones, yeah. let's say. Um, and another a spa one that I used to own is Express Spa. They're in the airports. They have the like massage, manicure, whatever. That's XSPA. It's a small, small cap company for sure. But yeah, uh, I don't yeah, yeah, this was uh, this one. A lot of them are still closed. I've done check ins. I, Rooster, I wanted to buy this company out when it was like at 80, 60 cents because I think they should change their pricing model to a subscription. So if I travel, I pay like 25 bucks a month, I get one free, whatever. And you know, a lot of people won't show up and use it. Instead, they charge like 40 bucks for a 10 minute massage. It's not the right pricing model. So I was like, this has so much, if they change their pricing model, they would, uh, you know, are you doing any crypto stuff? No, I, I stay away from crypto. Got it. Okay. So those are, uh, all right. Anything why, else? What'd you say? Why we were on, we were on talking, it seems like NASDAQ take another 
another hit. <laughs> yeah, it's probably every day, man. It's crazy. Today we started off strong and then takes another hit. So a lot of there's going to be a lot of opportunities from this. You just have to keep your powder dry, right? Yep, yep. I mean, I, I got in some more today. Maybe I regretted it. I got in. Maybe I'll regret it. I got in a little bit more. I thought we could see a Tesla. Um, sorry, Alex Bumming, for changing subjects mid-sentence. I thought we could see a little Tesla bounce today, but no. Um, Ripster Socials are Ripster 47. Um, they want you to come back to Dallas, Ripster. Oh, yeah? I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, all right, well, any any other pithy or smart comments, advice you want to leave um, the listeners with? Because we know how much they love you, man. Everyone uh, everyone loves the Ripster. No, no. I think my only comment here is that I know a lot of people lost a lot of money last week. Everybody lost money. My portfolio also took a big hit. That's part of the game. And... Uh, you know, and if if you are trying to still, if you are wanting to try a dip, just wait for the trend to confirm. Just wait for the strength, because the market right now the VIX is very high. It's still not settling. So don't hurry into any trade. There will be a lot of opportunities. Don't think that oh I'm waiting. Oh I will lose. Oh, I have to grab this dip. I would never get it. No, it's not like that. If you wait for the strength, when the strength comes, you will even if you size a little larger your risk reward will still be better and you'll be making much more. But if you're trying to find this NASDAQ dip and you're thinking, okay, let me grab this, this is cheap. You don't know how long it will chop and you don't know, you know, your risk under where you're going to put it. It's, you know, if it breaks, then it's going to hit you further hard. So probability is less when you buy on the weakness. And there is a weakness in tech right now. And uh, watch your one-hour charts. See, you know, if you're trading intraday, watch 10 minutes charts. Follow the key EMAs. Just follow a risk reward. Just, you know, it's 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 a it's a cycle rotation. It will pass. We have seen it before. Just don't hurry into anything. That's what I will say, right? That's why I'm taking very little trades. I'm just sticking with my conviction plays for now. And um, yeah, just 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 be patient. And, uh, and if you lost money, don't think about money you lost in last week or last two weeks. Money will come back. Just look what what was, what was what were the mistakes you did. If the next time NASDAQ tanks, what can you do better, right? Let's say your portfolio was down 50% last two weeks and you did some mistakes. Don't think about that you lost that 50%, right? You think, oh, my money, money, I have to get my money back. You will never get your money back. Right. If I lost some money last week, I'm not getting I, I don't think about getting the money back. The money is gone. I'm thinking that I will not repeat the mistakes next time Nasdaq takes a hit. I will not repeat the mistakes. Right. I was I was buying Zoom. I was buying TTD. I sized more, you know, and I was it was a big, big loss. Few of my mistakes, right? I could have, I could have, um, uh, you know, just stuck with my, you know, some other plays, some penny plays, which were running. Just some things that you learn out of this cycle. And uh, market is not going anywhere. Market will still be here tomorrow, day after, next month. There will be uh, uh, drawdowns in the market and trends. This is a market cycle. So just learn from what happened last week and just, just, just be patient and uh, focus to implement, um, yeah, you know, all the good points. And then, you know, that's it, you know, just, just focus. No, Ripster, your advice is very much appreciated. 
Uh, some of the comments are Rip is the most rational voice out there, dropping knowledge like bombs here. Great interview. We love you, Ripster. And then I wanted to read one other one um, that I can't find now, but this one person just wrote a very nice thing about you. Um, and uh, yeah, he's very calculated and, wa and wise to follow his path. So um, yeah, this what you do is awesome and you and you talk common sense. And when you just turn on the TV, sometimes you miss that common sense. So that's why we really, really appreciate you coming on because people get to hear your common sense and they don't need to freak out. They can reduce positions. And when the trend starts going back and being your friend, oh, yeah, they get in like you said. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good day. And uh, we'll talk to you when, you know, hopefully, when the, market turns the next time we meet, uh, NASDAQ is an uptrend. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Or, we'll, or we'll have to buy you new chairs back there. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank Angela. You, All right. Thanks, Ripstar. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right, guys. That's a guy that talks a lot of sense. And he's great to have on a day like this where, you know, our, some of our portfolios are troubled by what's going on in the market. And hearing someone that has experience, he's an engineer by trade and has a lot of background in this and studies really hard his trading. So I personally uh, appreciate him coming on. I really think he does a great job of uh, explaining things in a down to earth way. So I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll read some of the comments. Um, skill improvement. You should teach others. Oh, Internet of Forces. Look what he wrote about me. I don't know. I didn't pay him to say this, but. Look what he wrote about me. He goes, you do a great job interviewing. Just the right amount of skill, comma, improve, improve and experience, or improv, I think you meant to say. Improv and experience. You should teach your other hosts. Um, long live, may all good karma. So, yeah, that's that's a story. Now, I don't know what show is on next. Spencer, what show is on next right now? I'm glad you asked. First off, how's my audio wrong mic? Right. It's good. Is Biotech at 2.30? Uh, no, Biotech's tomorrow. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen now is I'm going to bring on, in a few minutes, uh, Jake Wujastic from TrendSpider. And he's got some really, really cool charts. He's going to walk us through. He's basically got – they came up with this this unique chart, this um, basically a visualization of a VWAP, but it's not, it's not VWAP called a uh, teardrop or a raindrop i always say teardrop it's a raindrop wow i got a that's amazing look at emily davis my portfolio is green most ideas come from benzing in some way <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome i wish i'd listen to yours uh ash invest um jason don't listen to the night you're doing a great job in the service uh, yeah and a, a couple quick quick housekeeping items um that i know some of you, you, you subscribers to the youtube channel get maybe too many alerts with uh videos I'm, I'm working with the team to space out these clips some of them don't need to be released right away they can be released on the weekends but you shouldn't be getting 40 notifications a day yep. saw a few of those comments i thought i got that we fixed that last week but seems like maybe we didn't so working with the team to you know the most have like a couple clips a show but they could have a, a more but they don't have to, if, they're, if they're evergreen type clips they don't need to be released that day they just need to say when they are evergreen means like they um can last longer than just that day this type of first uh is not seen in other channels you should have 80 percent viewer like ratio 
Thank you, Internet Foresters. Wow, he is very nice today. All right, so yeah, so that's sweet, Spencer. Trend Spider has some great stuff. Um, then after Trend Spider, I've got my ETF show. Um, that from from three today. Today it's going to be at three o'clock, but but going forward, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it'll be at at two thirty. Um, and I've got a manager of an actively managed tech fund and. The fund is not ARK Invest, and the manager is not Kathy Wood. Uh, it's another active tech ETF manager who's competing with Kathy um, in in the active ETF space, active tech ETF space. Um, and his name is Bruce Bruce Lee, and he'll be on at uh, at three ten with me. He's from uh, Esoterica. The ticker for the fund is WUGI. And then we've got Pinocker Prep at the close, and we've got the Benzinga Pro. Uh, happy hour so that's what that's the slate for the rest of the day jake wajasic should be in and, and um, guys we're we're, we're working minutes. we're working on getting you a show schedule there's a lot of changes happening Lots of uh, changes. We, we have you know we have a lot more shows that are starting this yep. week that you'll see with different hosts that we think can bring light to the market um so we're trying to give you guys a home that when you want, you can come check us out live. Right now we're about, I think about 8 a.m. to 5, 4 p.m. live. That could change, so just keep that in mind. And we're gonna, um, you know, keep changing the, you know, improving the schedule, then you guys should be able to see the schedule daily. So yeah, he did say Bruce Lee. I, I, was, gonna, uh, I was gonna say something too about that, but I didn't. Um, thanks, uh, NCAL. Um, Ads and sponsors is my guy. I agree with a variety of guests is what makes the channel great. Um, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't oh yeah, <laughs> Internet Enforcers, he wrote, I got, he, he wrote, how is that Ding Dong Bruce has 1,500, 10,000 viewers and we have 1,500. You give such free plus you don't stuff your face. Okay. Uh, yeah, we don't have a money thing. I, you know, people, you know, aren't doing the contributions, but he's referring to Bruce from Chicago has that money thing on top to donate um, the stuff. This might be too, uh, too taboo topic. Uh, Austin Henning asked, but does Benzinga make money? What do you mean? Do we make money on here or do we make money in general? Um, I don't know what your question is. So Austin, if you give, a, if you give me what your question is and I'll, I'll give you the answer. Um, yeah, uh, Austin, you could be a chat mod. Just get a hold of this email power hour at benzinga.com. Yeah, I don't know. I think we have embedded, or maybe we don't have embedded video clips on our website. Spencer, have you told Jason Shubbs to link to 10 to 20 videos a day? Yep, I have, but I have not followed up about it. So that, that's, well, that's, that's on me. I've, I've told them, but I haven't followed up. up. You're killing us, man. They, they keep saying that. This is Spencer Israel's thing. Look, 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 the, look at the comment. You know, because then we'd have people link in. It would be you we'd like, you know, like Bruce has ten thousand viewers, and we have a better. We have we bring on guests. We do all this work for the show. We have these videos. You know, we have like look at this video. stuff. I, I, I'm I'm not even it. sure. What was that? What, what are you doing? What, what I'm, are you just doing? Show, I'm just showing. We have all this nice, beautiful graphics and stuff. We should Wait, have. Uh, where, where are you right now, Jason? In my uh, house. Oh, why is By there? The, why is there like a lot of weird noise? Like there's noises. 
well, no one said anything during the show, so I just kept it. Um, I just kept it the way it is. But there's, um, I think there's Sandy in the floor somewhere in that oh, office. Um, you You're not even sure. You think? I don't know what that actual noise is. <laughs> I think that's the Sandy in the floor of some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah. The production value, you guys. I mean, look, come on. This is how hard we work on this stuff. Oh yeah, we have Jake in one second, but watch what we do. Ready, guys? This is another thing. We should bring on our guest then if we just played the video. Yeah, yep, that's exactly why I did it. And I got to right. take Internet Enforcer's feedback to the support. <laughs> Internet Enforcer, send me the link to where you're seeing that problem. Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't quite see. I don't know what the link he was referring to. So, um, yep. Help us out with that. All right, let's bring on our guest, Jake Wajastic from Trend Spider. Jake, hello. What's going on, man? I saw you went for a nice long run over the weekend. I did. It was I, beautiful. I, I'm not stalking you, I swear. You, but you tweeted about it. Nice long run. I mean, in Denver, you get 30 degree days, and then you get 65 degree days. So it's yep. nice to, uh, you know, nice to get out there when it's uh, when it's nice. I think today I'll do that again, and then it starts snowing on Friday. So you probably probably clears your head clears your head too after a week of just staring at charts, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I, I got lucky last week. I got to ski and then I got to go on a couple runs uh, after that. So not fair. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Not fair. Not fair. All right, Jake, let's bring on your charts here. Uh, share your screen and we can see what you're looking at. Um, I guess let's just start broad. What are you looking at today? Uh, can you see my screen? I can. Okay. So I'm, you know, I am really looking at these these names that have still been just absolutely destroyed, but that mm-hmm. are value stocks. So your WalMarts of the world, you know, these these stocks that are that are just have no reason to drop like they did over the last few weeks or so. Yes, yeah, since uh, February. So I'm looking at like your Walmarts of the world. I'm looking at these stocks that are likely going to do well from this stimulus. Um, with the with the uh, the, the uh, tenure the way it is, it keeps going up. That's not good for growth stocks. And on top of that, a lot of these growth stocks are just so overcrowded that they just continue to get destroyed. Um, you know, I respect Kathy Wood a lot. Um, I I think she's she's great, but I think it's gotten to the point her transparency is actually hurting, and a lot of these stocks that she's been entering and adding to are getting so overcrowded that they're becoming just so bloated with with people that are just so you know oh Kathy this Kathy that I don't even know I'm in this stock but Kathy's in it so I'm in and then they keep seeing the the stock go down. That overcrowding of these trades is just so evident, and it's really been happening for a couple of weeks. I mean, nothing against her; I think she's great. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of names like PLTR, like SKLZ, yeah. you know, that are just continuing to get hammered um, because because I think they're overcrowded and this type of environment when the when the tenure is ripping like this uh, and it's still going up. Uh, that's not great for growth stocks. So you're looking away from growth into value for now, right? 
Yeah, Walmart. You know, I like Macy's. I don't know if you call Macy's value. I think it's a crappy company. Uh, I, I would call – yeah. Well, okay. So like what the – when, when I say that, I mean I don't think it's a great company. I, I do agree it falls in that that position. It, but I, I've had some <laughs> interesting experience with Macy's with our new house and they just uh, – they, they didn't do anything great for me, but the chart looks amazing. I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not going to trade Macy's because I don't like it as a company. If the chart's there, I'm going to trade it. So this is one that I love right now. You know, I love the anchored volume by price. You can see there's a ton of volume holding at this area, acting as a nice uh, uh, base for price to move up. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Ex explain that anchored volume by price concept because I'm not sure if our, all of our listeners who watch in the afternoons are familiar. Yep. So the anchored volume by price. So if you're looking at regular volume, you're looking at volume as a function of time. So at the bottom here, you can see that all of these volume bars represent one day of price, um, of price and volume action. Now on the right hand side, we have the volume by price, which is measuring how many shares are aggregating or distributed at each price range. So you can see here, generally like how you use the anchored VWAP, um, you anchor it from a pivot point, you anchor it from some type of capitulation point. In this case, for me, I'm anchoring it here from December 22nd, because this is when the trend changed. So obviously, we've been in an uptrend for a while, but this is when the pivot occurred, and we continued the trend to the upside. So for me, you know, starting it here, I want to know since since all of these people who were in and were long and probably probably either took their profit or whatever the case is, from this point in time, from $10 up to $22.24, where are these shares holding? So we can see that since that point in time on December 22nd, there's a lot of shares holding right in this 15, 15 to about 15.75 area. And you can see what happens is as the price is is kind of aggregating here everybody's holding it break even so this creates a base for price because all you need is supply to dry up meaning that all of these people who are break even just need to stop selling or who knows maybe you have some people up here who bought who bought at 21 22 and who are finally capitulating um, once that supply is dried up then you have this really strong setup here and like i said it's you know a lot of people look at these companies they look at PLTR and they're like, you know, oh, this company is great, you know, all that. But if you're a technical trader, that really shouldn't matter. I mean, if the chart is not telling you that the price action is is looking as a probability, at least to the upside, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, there's there's plenty of reasons why maybe you'd want to hold PLTR over the long term. But for me personally, I'm trying to trade these patterns. I don't care what PLTR is doing. If it looks bad, then I'm not going to hold my position. So that's an example. I was I was um, been in and out of PLTR quite a few times over the last uh, month or two, and you know it's just not looking great. You you have so if we go to Fubo real quick, yeah. Anytime, anytime that you have, let me go to the session candle here. Anytime that you have a wick like this. And let's just get rid of this. Anytime you have a wick like this, yeah, uh, Friday looked really strong, but still it was a red candle. So, but just based on the wicks. But anytime you actually open within this wick, that 
that to me is not a strong indication. You had your perfect kind of trap here and then just a breakdown. So to me, anytime you're going to gap down into this wick, you're likely going back down to at least this wick below. Um, so you see that in Fubo. Fubo's already a little ahead of the game uh, compared to PLTR, but you can see PLTR is doing the same exact thing. We gapped down into this wick. We had this little fake out here. And I mean, to me, that doesn't scream bullish. So, you know, from a technical perspective, and if you're trading, you, you want to trade high probability setups. And, you know, there's a lot of people in here that are just very emotionally connected to or attached to some of these, these gross stocks. Um, and to me personally, I'd rather look at what looks good on the chart. I mean, Walmart has gotten beaten down here. Um, but, you know, Walmart's one of those ones that if the, if, you know, the stimulus uh, is going to do what it's supposed to do, Walmart is probably not going to be hurt. On top of that, it's not just that perspective. You also have this technical perspective where from this, from this high here on the 17th, you have quite a bit of shares aggregating here. You have what's called a volume gap. The volume gap is what I've gone over quite a few times. I think on the pre-market show, we were talking about that volume gap on CRM and it, it filled it pretty nicely uh, a, a couple days later. So what I'm looking for, the volume gap is an area where there's not a lot of shares holding above. So we can see since the 17th, this area right here, the shelf shows us that there's quite a few shares holding here. Now there's also quite a few shares holding at around 130, 131 to 132. Now what happens is if the price gets back up to this area, let's say 131, imagine that you bought Walmart a little early last week. You just dealt with a three or 4% drawdown on, on Walmart if you bought it here at 131.50. Well, now you, if the price gets back up to where you bought it at, you're back to break even. And some people are going to say, well, I'm throwing the towel, I'm back to break even and I'm getting out. And so that's, that's why I have a, uh, an alert here so I'm looking at a possible quick move up to this, this volume node right around 131. And then you're going to run into those people who are back to break even, which are likely going to add supply on the market. So, so you have to use these volume areas as an area of, is this break even demand? Is this break even supply? In this case, we can see that these shares are, are pretty much break even right now, but the price is starting to catch a little bit of a bid. But all of these shares up at 131.50 are holding at a loss. So this would be a target above to see price kind of maybe stabilize a little bit. But here, where I ha have this highlighted, there's nobody holding here. There's very little shares holding in this window of around 129.60 to around 130.75. So what happens is you don't have a lot of people that are back to break even until you get up to that 131. So the price is able to move very quickly through this gap in price. Um, so that's what I'm looking for on on Walmart. Um, so it's it's a technical setup, but it's also one of those plays where it's been beaten down. This is something that should respond to stimulus. You've got the S&P 500 up almost at 1% at one point today. So I think this is going to catch up and, and I think it's lagging yeah, the overall market right now. All right. Uh, I have some questions, but let's just go to the chat instead. Lester Ortega asks about NEO. NEO, another down. Another stock that so many people are so emotionally connected to. <laughs> um, and no, I'm not saying that to offend anyone, but there's so many people that 
that just are they, you it's your neos of the world it's your pltrs of the world it's your fubos of the world there, there's just too much emotion connected with these stocks same thing we gapped down into this wick where do i think this is going well probably right back down to at least this wick below um just like if we gapped up into a wick let's say we look at fubo right um on the weekly chart a couple months ago right here same type of thing except on the opposite side you gapped up into this wick you did pull back a little bit but you opened in this wick and then what happens we go to test this wick above and we actually we overshoot it so you can use this philosophy both to the upside and the downside anytime that you're really gapping up into a wick you're generally going to test that previous wick again so you know to the downside i think neo is going to retest those lows. Um, it, maybe it doesn't. I, I'm not here to predict the future, but you're just taking these these setups and and just seeing what's happened in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like when when you gap into uh, you know gap into that. Let me go to the session candle. Sorry, because the daily will show a little differently. Um, but yeah, I mean Neo SKLZ. All of these stocks have just kind of had a cult following, um, and uh, you know everybody thought everybody thought they were just going to continue to go up. And then you know on top of on top of this technical setup I was mentioning, where we gapped into the wick, Neo is up still from March. Mm -hmm. Uh, fifteen hundred percent. If we anchor last, the volume last by, March, yep, last yeah, March. last March. Sorry, last March. If we anchor the volume by price here from this March nineteenth low, you can see that we're we're kind of entering this void, this volume gap that I just talked about on Walmart, except the opposite, where it's a volume gap to the downside. We're in an area where we don't have a lot of people holding right now. This is the volume gap. It's a low. It's an area of low liquidity. And you don't really have another area where a lot of people are going to be back to break even until around 27, 28. So, so right now, you know, anytime that the price is in one of these gaps to the upside, you're generally going to resolve to the upside until you get to that next volume shelf above. And just like in the downside here, you're going to likely resolve to this next area. And just imagine, right, you're, you're holding at $27, maybe $27.50 you're still up 30% from, from your entry. You're likely probably going to say, this doesn't look good. I'm going to take my profit. And if enough people start thinking that at the same time, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, a waterfall of supply on the market because there is still a lot of um, a lot of profits there. So, can, you, can, you zoom, um, can you zoom out? I would imagine there's a lot of over, overhead supply. I just... Uh, or maybe not. Maybe zoom in. I, I'm just curious if 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 there are people that are that are now underwater in this thing. Exactly. Yep, that's a good point. So we're going to keep the anchored volume by price from here. You can see that, and that's a great point, Spencer. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, anytime that the price is below one of these shelves, it's going to act as overhead supply. Why? Well, if you bought Neo at $45 and now it's at 36 bucks, if it goes back to $45, you're going to be back to break even and you're probably going to consider just selling and moving on. And you're probably not the only one thinking that. So these areas act as a level of supply above because all of these shares are now just got done holding at a drawdown. Now they're back to break even. They're probably going to sell and exit. Anytime the price is below, 
I'm going to call that break-even demand because this is where this was initially a demand zone. This is where people came in and, and accumulated the shares before moving up. So all of these people, the price is likely going to at least stabilize for a little bit if we move down here because now all of these shares don't have any more supply or any more profit to sell. So they, they are adding to the supply until it gets back down to where they're break-even. But you also have to consider... Look at how many people are holding here. Uh, another shelf. This is at $13. You have a lot of people holding at a profit here. Um, and and it, the market moves in, in waves and tides. And, you know, these, these were really kind of poster child bull market companies, but you, they're not always going to be like that. No different than, you know, stocks and in the early 2000s, your GEs of the world were were incredible stocks, and then for the last 15 years, they've done nothing except go down. You know, the the market moves in tides, and so is the tide changing on these growth names? Um, well, they're certainly very overvalued, um, so that's that's something to keep in mind. Um, and then if we were going to look at Neo, I'm going to turn on the Gap Snake here. I like the Gap Snake because it just highlights these areas that are gaps below, so I don't have to go search for them. Um, so you can see here, we have a price gap below around $10. We have a price gap below here around 21 to $23. Uh, we have another gap below here around 28. So, you know, the, the beautiful thing about doing analysis on something like Neo is I have, I have no position. I'm not short, I'm not long, I'm just looking at the chart. So hopefully it kind of allows people to see, you know, my unbiased perspective here. Could we continue up? Sure. But we're going to run into a ton of supply, as you mentioned, right around this 45 area above where a lot of people are now underwater. Uh, for those asking, this is a volume profile. Uh, Jake, is this on Thinkorswim, this indicator or this study? It, it, it is. I mean, the volume. So I wouldn't call this the volume profile because the volume profile has another kind of. Okay part of it. This is volume by price. So we're literally just measuring since a specific point in time, where are these shares holding um, and aggregating at? Now, what's what's unique on TrendSpider is the ability to visually move this. So you can you guys can see this, this vertical dashed line. As I move this, we're measuring the price from wherever I anchor it from. So let's say that I want to let's say that we want to know, you know, since we topped out on January 11th, where are majority of the shares holding? Well, we can see that there's a lot of shares that have that have aggregated way up here. There's a lot of people underwater since this January 11th uh, high. So the ability to move this visually and just say, okay, I want to start maybe from, you know, this gap up here. Or I want to start from this capitulation point in March. That's what's unique to TrendSpider. And that's what we aim to make a lot more efficient. Um, because if you go on Thinkorswim, I'm pretty sure the volume bars are the opposite way. I think they're pointing to the right instead of into the left. So you can't really see what the price action, how it's responding to these shelves because it's pointing the other direction. So that's something I like on TrendSpider is it does point towards price so you can see how price is interacting with these levels. And then on top of that, the ability to visually anchor this from whatever point in time you want. You don't have to go in and say, so there's a couple ways this works. Either 
the volume profile on a lot of these platforms is simply going to start wherever your first candle starts on your chart. But why would, you know, that, that may be a really random candle. You generally want to anchor or start your volume by price or your anchored VWAP from points where there's a reversal. So in this case, we're anchoring it from March 2020 because that's when the market capitulated. And that's when all of these, these buyers are maybe these people who were selling are now buyers. Maybe these buyers are now sellers. The mar- the, st- the only way I can describe it is the status quo changes here. And so you want to anchor from resets. If you guys really want to learn more about anchoring, I would definitely recommend um, Brian Shannon, who's the founder of Alpha Trends. I didn't even know what anchoring was until he taught me this a few years ago. So, and this is something I use all the time now, but essentially you want to anchor from these points in time where the status quo has changed in the market. Um, and that's why we're doing it here. That's why it would make sense to maybe do it here from the high. And you can see, you know, if there was a capitulation event here from the highs, I would expect a huge volume profile here. Because now all of these shares up here capitulated and now they're being allocated way down here. But you don't see that yet. So it tells me that these shares are still holding at a 30 or 40% drawdown. So so to me, the capitulation hasn't kicked in yet. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think NEO has been a great one to trade to the upside, but it can be a great one to trade to the downside too. And I think there's a lot of people who are so ingrained about bullishness in the market going up, I'm generally very bullish um, on the overall market. But with growth stocks right now, I think they just got, they got way too overextended and they're nowhere near you know, valuations that they could hit even in a few years. Um, some people would argue that, but uh, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. Hey, look, for the last year, valuations haven't meant diddly squat. Um, and they they don't matter until they do matter. And the question is now, are we at a point where fundamentals and valuations matter, or is this merely a a hiccup in the long term growth growth story? And we don't. Yeah. No one knows. No one knows the answer. But for at least for the moment, it it, it valuations are mattering. Yeah, I mean, if you, I think if you look at TNX here, which is just the ten-year Treasury yield on yep. um, on uh, TrendSpider, mm-hmm. you know, back in back in March of of twenty twenty, and even February, you know, the yield was the yield was around here, mm-hmm. and we just tanked. So when money is really, really, really cheap, then growth stocks do really well because you're getting a return on on those things. But as soon as you have the the ten year start ripping like this, which mm-hmm. essentially is a, um, you know, just a uh, just a, I mean, if you look at if you look at even where it was earlier this year, it's almost up sixty percent. And, and, you know, that really ruffles a lot of different business models. I have a friend who is in the loaning business. And when you have, when you have the, uh, when interest rates are going up, let's say that you want to get a hundred thousand dollar loan, the interest rate goes up from where you were originally going to get that loan. Now you may only get $85,000. So this, this definitely hurts growth stocks because money becomes more expensive and, and growth is not as easy to come by. So this is why you, these value stocks are doing better because they're at at least some type of reasonable valuation. 
and you have you know dividends from value stocks. That and and that's the bottom line, right? In, in a rising rate uh, environment, money today is is worth more than money tomorrow in an inflationary environment, right? Uh, that's the bottom line, and so you know. No one's quite sure if we're going to get this inflation. It seems like maybe the, you know bonds are saying yes, but too soon to tell. Um, we don't know. Bottom line is we don't know. But market's saying, hey, it looks like that could be happening. Uh, tickers are flying here from the chat. Speaking of overhead supply, someone dropped in highly on HYLN. HYLN. Yeah, I I would really be really curious to see where where the volume is, uh, at what price is the volume is in this one, because you look up the chart and it, it it's it seems obvious. Oh, there's a lot of people stuck at thirty, forty, fifty, but I'd be curious what 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 your chart says. Yep. So this is one that I was trading for a while. I was actually in a, a position trade. Me too. Me too. Um, I was selling covered calls on it, so that that was low quite a bit. Um, so I did take a loss on this one in the, uh, 1540s. Okay. Um, now same thing as we just talked about Neo, right? Like if we did get a bounce here, um, you know, we're going to go right into all this overhead supply. There's a lot of people that are still holding their shares. Um, so, you know, the volume shelf, and this is a, this is a fallacy about the volume shelf is the volume shelf can't break down. Yes, it can. People can just start selling at a loss. You know, so the fact that you've got this huge shelf here should not be like in, uh, you know, a game, a game changer to, you know, if you hold or not. My thesis was holding here because the generally a lot of the time you will have a little bit of an undercut here of the shelf. So if I can get rid of this thing, I'll just keep it here. Um, Generally, you'll have a little bit of an undercut like this. So when we were undercutting, I was like, eh. But the thing was, was this is where kind of the fundamentals came in. HYLN literally is still almost a demo product. So as much as I loved HYLN and thought it was great and the technical setup was there, not only was it breaking down, but all of these growth names, all of these names that have such a valuation assigned to them that does not reflect what they actually can provide today – that you've got a breakdown just like we saw. So it wouldn't shock me, I mean, to to come back and retest this area where a lot of people are holding it at a loss and then they're going to be back to break even here. But, you know, the SPAC, the SPAC world has gotten a little out of control. So <laughs> it's hard for me to even, you know, to get into this stock with, with the market we're in. I mean, interest rates rising completely changes the entire game. A lot of people are arguing that interest rates are going up because the economy is getting stronger. But think about this. If interest rates are going up, that is going to then hit people who are trying to get these loans. Let's, like I said, let's say a month ago or a month and a half ago, you were, you were almost approved for a $100,000 loan. Now the interest rates are absolutely going sky or sky high relative to what they were. I mean, they're going up 60 plus percent in less than two months. That's going to hurt people who are getting money. Yeah, sure. Everybody just got a stimulus check for whatever. Um, 
that's, you know, I don't know some of these, these numbers where people are talking about, oh yeah, that can hold people over until May. I don't know what country they're living in, but $1,400 isn't going to do much, um, especially in Denver at least. But, um, you know, when you, when you have that type of thing, imagine mortgage rates, you know, that's going to hit mortgage, uh, rates. And so, this, yep. this is a ripple effect across the market. It's not just like, oh, yeah, the treasury bill went up. That affects all facets of lending and, and all of that. And, you know, this wasn't this has been an issue back in uh, 2015, 2016, where they were talking about raising interest rates. And, you know, and, and they did. <laughs> yeah. And the market the market was literally going up on any type of sign that the economy was doing worse. Why? Because that means that interest rates were- going, Would go down. <laughs> yeah. And then as the market, as economic strength numbers were coming out, it was actually hurting the market because there was yeah. a better chance that they were going to raise rates. Yep. So I think we're in that same environment where a stronger economy is actually hurting the market or especially growth names because-, because that entails that interest rates will likely go higher. Um, and it's just weird. It's just weird, like opposite of what you would expect. Then. Hey, it's, it's the old bad news is good news. Good news is bad news. And then th- this sort of gets to the other, the other edge, the other side of the coin of a market that's been carried by a handful of super high growth mega cap tech companies is when the environment starts to shift. Look like GameStop going to a thousand is not going to move the S and P's. Right. But, an environment that starts to shift away from growth tech uh, and like the largest companies in the market are all growth tech, that would really move the market. I agree. I mean, Tesla, Tesla's another one. I have nothing, I have nothing against Tesla, but I do think it's, it's a little concerning how emotional some people are about their position in Tesla, which I get. I mean, some people are up thousands of percent on it, which I think is awesome and more power to them. But there comes a point, like you said, where these fundamentals do matter, especially in a, an environment where rates are going up. Tesla doesn't have a dividend. Um, you know, some of these high growth names, Fubo doesn't have a dividend. PLTR doesn't have a dividend. What's, you know, why, why would you hold it then if you've got, you know, rates going up elsewhere, you go into these dividend stocks where at least it's still beating what the 10 years doing or some of these other, these other uh, government bonds. So same thing here. If we anchor the volume by price on Tesla uh, from this March low, um, your next level where a lot of people are going to be back to break even is way down at four. 20, which is kind of ironic, um, but compare uh, when you uh, kind of go back and see what Elon first said funding secured was at, but that was pre-split or yeah, right? that was that was hundreds of dollars ago. That yeah, and so you know, I'm not even sure what 420 is at this point. Um, uh, I think it was a five for one, right? So that's what 2,000. What is that? Two thousand dollars? Did I do that right? Uh, well, yeah, so, twenty twenty one hundred. That's what that is. Yeah. So, so I mean, at this point, you know, four. I mean, and this is where we talk about zone. Oh, I'm sorry, I divided. I'm divided. Right? Like, the opposite. The opposite. I'm sorry. Four twenty divided by five. That's eighty four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be down there. So, so this is why you have to look at these areas as a a, a zone, right? So, like. We have shares from about 400 to about 450. And like anything in the market, there's no precise level. Like 
you know, you can't go in and be like, oh yeah, guys, the next level supports at 445.83. You know, it's it's a zone. Like <laughs> there, you have people that get margin called. You have people that yep. sell a, a huge market sell, and there's nobody to absorb that supply. It's going to move the market more than of you know, right to the penny. So, I would say. For Tesla, a general zone would be 400 to 440. I know that's a 10% kind of uh, mm-hmm. margin of error, but that's that's kind of where I think this is going. I mean, look at it. Same thing. You, I just think we're going to retest at least 530s in the coming day or two. Um, that would be a huge drop, but you can see the momentum is starting to build on a lot of these names to the downside. I, I'm not sure. Like PLTR, same thing. 2274, we're hitting new lows. Like momentum is definitely starting to come in and then you go into your your names like this macy's is now up so what's happening is the money is rotating from these growth names to your macy's of the world to your to your stocks like ge of the world i don't know what g is doing today but i would assume it's up yeah (laughs) you assumed right (laughs) so so yeah it's just this classic rotation is happening and like i there were so many people that were talking crap about GE. Sorry, I don't know if I can say crap, but yeah, you can, you can way down at six bucks. And yeah. you know, it's just interesting to see how that has that tide has turned. If we go to the monthly chart, I mean, GE. Uh, let's anchor the volume by price from the top here, and you'll see that you know this this was this is a great case study on that volume gap I was just talking about with Walmart, right? So, and this hasn't really changed. Um, you had a lot of volume holding here at uh, 680, and you had this volume gap here. There was literally no, there was barely any liquidity above, and you can see how quickly the price was able to move up through this area. So, anytime you have a volume gap to the upside, it's kind of it's kind of going to act as a vacuum up. Anytime you have a volume gap to the downside, it's going to act as a vacuum down. Mm. And you can see here that it did take a couple a month or two for GE to get through this area. Because remember, everyone who was holding at $10, some people said, well, that was a fun ride to six bucks, but I'm back to break even, I'm getting out. Mm-hmm. And you have some of that, some of that supply needs to be digested by the market. And then you have this, this shelf, which initially acted as supply, acting as a launch pad for price. And that's exactly what's happened on GE. I'm surprised to see that much volume uh, in, in GE down, down there. Um, yeah, and it was it was like this uh, for, you know, it was really interesting because, um, you know, GE was one that I had my eye on for a long time. I had a, so my wife and I bought a house and the, the account I was managing, uh, a lot of that money went to that. So it kind of sucked to uh, sell GE when I did, but it was, you know, we bought a house. So that was money to, to use uh, towards that. But um you know, even look at the even look at the houses in Denver. You can't even find a house these days that yep. there's no supply. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see where money is flowing, and um, it will be interesting to see if if uh, it, rising rates will hit the housing market. Um, because I just talked about this with my buddy who I was snowboarding with on Friday. He he's in he's in the the loaning uh, industry and. He was like, yeah, you know, all these people who were about to get loans for this now are, you know, not getting nearly as much as they thought. 
and it'll be interesting to see how much that that really messes with uh, the overall housing market and growth stocks because yeah. growth stocks are 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 in debt a lot because they're working on growth. Um, so so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. But you know, GE. Boeing, even I think Boeing's doing it was doing relatively well today. Hey, if it's, if it's got a low PE or it's been you know kicked on the crap kicked out of it for the last couple of years, it's up. <laughs> it's yeah. basically the takeaway. Uh, Jake, can you hang out for like five or so more minutes? Let's do it. Okay, I, I have to run, but I'm going to leave you in the good hands of my producer Rohan. Producer Rohan is here. He's backstage, uh-huh. and okay. let's just we'll do a couple more questions. Actually, I'll, I'll leave you with this question from Vulcan in in chat. So we talked about Macy's, Walmart, GE. Uh, do you believe these are long term trades? I'll leave you with that. Um, I don't. I I think they're they're trades until they don't become trades anymore. You know, it depends on what type of trader you are. Um, for me, if I was looking at Macy's. This is just like what we were talking about on PLTR. If we have this high up here from around 22, 23, uh, let's say 22, 25, $22.25, I can see the volume, I can see the price just vacuuming right back up to that point. Once we get to this point, that's when I would say, okay, you know, we'll have to reevaluate. Maybe at this point, because um, bonds are being shorted at some ridiculous rates right now, if there's a short squeeze in bonds, that means the price of bonds is going to go up and technically the interest rate should go back down. So who knows? Maybe in two or three weeks, this whole um, interest rate increase thing cools off and there's a short squeeze in bond prices and rates go back down. Uh, and then you, you just have to take it at this point in this market a day at a time. You really don't know what's going to happen. Three weeks ago, everybody thought Fubo was going to $100 after earnings, and that didn't happen. So you have to take what the market is giving you. And um, you know, from there, you just have to um, look at the overall picture. Uh, if growth stocks are looking horrible, then it's probably a good idea to think about maybe that money is still rotating into Macy's and GE and some of these other names. Um, it's really about the tides. You know, the tides go in and out. The And this is something one of uh, my best friend's dad, who used to be a, a trader on the floor, used to teach me. Um, you know, the market is like tides. If money is flowing into something at one point, you know, the tide's going in. But as soon as that tide's going out, it can be pretty powerful. And that's what you're seeing on your Teslas, on your PLTRs, on your Fubos. Um, any, anything that doesn't has a ridiculous PE right now is just getting destroyed. So Macy's, you know, I'm going to look at Macy's until it doesn't look good anymore. You know, if uh, but for now, you've got your volume shelf. You've got your ascending triangle here. Notice that I've created more of a, a zone rather than just an exact area. But uh, if we break out of here, you know, this previous high is going to be my target above. Um, so to me, I mean, if we look at what that is, that's another 30 plus percent upside. And if you look at where the gap is above, I'm I'm a big gap trader. So I'm looking at, you know, what are these gaps above a blow? You technically have a gap way up here in the upper 20s. So, you know, that would be something I'm looking at. Just like if you look at Tesla, you have gaps below um, for quite a while. I mean, if we turn on the gap snake here, which is just the automated gap detection, this chart looks like Swiss cheese. I mean, you've got a gap down here at 131. You've got a gap down here at, 
170. You've got a gap here at 240. I mean, I, I can, I don't want to count all of them because there's too many. So, you know, I, at some point gaps fill, not all of them fill. You can go on the S and P 500 and you can see gaps that still haven't filled from like 2014 or, or earlier. So I'm not here to say that we're going to go fill the gap on Tesla at 88 bucks. Definitely not saying that, but there's a lot more gaps to the downside than there are to the upside. And that's something that I think is worth noting. You don't have any gaps currently to the upside. You've got these weird wicks on Tesla. I've, you know, you see this sometimes, and this isn't just a Trendspire thing. This is on other platforms as well. Um, I don't, I don't really know how these wicks are formed, but you don't have any gaps above right now. Um, so, so gaps are something that really helped me kind of see things a little clearer. Um, so for Tesla, you've got your main gap down here around 412 to 433. Um, and then uh, Neo, I think we talked about is is even is even down in the, the low 20s. So you know, we'll have to see what happens. But all in all, uh, the I think the main point here is that growth names work in a very low interest environment when when rates are dropping. But as soon as rates start going up, that money that these growth names need to to get um, to the next step gets more expensive. You know, people start going into dividends because you know technically some of these stocks right now still have dividends that are higher than what you know some of these fixed uh, fixed income rates are. So it's really it's a search for yield. You know. And yield yield can be fixed income yield, such as like a dividend. You get a yield from that. Um, a bond, you get a yield from that. With growth names, your yield is just your actual capital gains on your on your position from it going up. So it's just the tides are turning right now. And um, you know, even though these stocks are down thirty or forty percent. If, if we're really, and this is what happened in the dot-com bubble, rates started going up. Well, when rates are going up, nobody wants to hold on to a growth name anymore. So um, that's what you're seeing here. And I mean, as Spencer said, all these names have been beaten down. Boeing. Do I think Boeing is a great company and that it's, you know, that it's going to go back to where it was? Probably not. Maybe it will over time. But it's still so beaten down that you have to look at the gaps above. You know, you do have gaps below on Boeing, which is which is something to consider. Um, but you know, you look at the airlines, right? You look at uh, Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines is back to where it was back in February, and you can't tell me that the uh, the amount of people flying is the same as it was before this pandemic hit. But it's just the overall where is money flowing, um, and and it's where where is the market seeing growth in the future? Well, if the whole economy is opening back up, it's probably going to be airlines. It's probably going to be restaurants. Um, which cheesecake factory? I hate cheesecake factory, but um, it is cheese. I think it's cake. I guess I don't know. I thought. I think cake is cheesecake factory. I don't know what cheesecake fact is, but same thing. Restaurants, ripping, all of these opening names. So it's it's really not about like what you like. It's what the market likes. Um, because at the end of the day, the market really doesn't care about anybody's opinion. It cares about where's money flowing. And right now, 
it, it's it's impossible to to deny that it's flowing out of growth and into these more value plays, these opening plays. When I say opening plays, I mean the economy and the world is kind of opening back up. Um, so so yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I wish there was a way to see like the chat. So oh, I guess there is travel. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory. Hey, you know what? The the cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory is good, all right? I don't have anything wrong with that. I just don't like the actual food there. Um, I went there like last week. My margarita was pretty much a, a glass of orange juice and um, the uh, the food was subpar. But the cheesecake was really good. So you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk too much about Cheesecake Factory. NVDA um since there'd be less travel for a while would that not help love the it, it doesn't matter what the market's doing now it's what the market's anticipating so the market's anticipating that the economy is going to open back up people are going to travel more so that's where money's flowing into it's not necessarily that people are are not traveling right now it's what are they going to do in the in the coming months and that's what the market is kind of pricing things um at uh, it's you. You look at um, you look at uh, technology, and the. I mean, think about what the market did for months after we bottomed. Technology was ripping because the market was anticipating that nobody's going to be traveling or everyone's going to be at home. And so for a while, the tech stocks were ripping. That didn't mean that these tech stocks were seeing that type of growth right that second, but the market was anticipating that growth for the months to come because it, it was anticipating this COVID thing was not going to be settled by, let's say, August or October. You know, so now it, it's kind of a laggard on what the market expects. Um, HD or Lowe's? I have no idea. Um, Home Depot, same thing. You know, this is a name. This is more of a value name. Uh, between Lowe's and Home Depot, I mean, I think it's up to up to you. I mean, Lowe's has actually held better than Home Depot, I think. Um, so you know, they, they're both in the same type of uh, you know same type of industry. Here's a here's an example, guys, for the volume shelf. So notice here that the price was below this area, and now it's starting to move back into this area, and it's starting to you know, slow down a little bit here because we're, we're, the market has to digest a bunch of this supply. However, if it gets through it, then this could act as a launch pad for price, like what we saw on Macy's or, you know, other stocks like that. Um, look at hog. I have to go here. In this, uh, I have to go here. Um, no Rohan, worries. No worries. What's up, Jake? I got, a, I got a head out. I got another um, thing here in a second. But yeah, Hog. I mean, Hog has a big gap above. It looks, it you know, it's holding pretty well. So I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, if you guys do want to try out Trendspire, the automated gap detection. I didn't touch on raindrops much, but there's a lot of things you can use on the platform. BZ25. That's B is in Benzinga, Z is in Zebra. 25. 25% off um, any any plan. So we also do have a sale going on right now. So you probably actually get 30% uh, off if you go to TrendSpider on Twitter. So we have both of those, um, the BZ25, or if you want to use the, uh, the coupon code for the 30% off right now. Um, thank you guys so much for having me as always. I always enjoy coming on. And um, thank you, Rohan, again. Of course. Thanks, Jake, for coming on.
Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Um, pushing you to the next show, we have Spencer, who was on here a little bit earlier. He is actually right now on his ETF show that he just started. So I'm going to go ahead and end the stream, and you guys will be transferred to the next show, which is going to be Spencer with ETFs. All right. Thank you, everyone.